Hey guys, it's the Supernaturals Podcast Show. Yep, that's what you're listening to. This joint exists to connect, equip, and promote emerging supernaturalists on a global level. And I trust that's why you're listening. It's your desire to see God's kingdom come, his will be done, established in and through your creative daily contribution. It's such an honor to have you listening to the show today. Today's show is special. I sit down with a good friend of mine. We go back about 20 years. He was one of our main worship leaders, overseers, pastors at Seattle Revival Center. And now he and his family are departing for Los Angeles where he will be pursuing a career doing um, voiceovers. So um, he's got an incredible voice. um, uh, Incredible things are lining up for him in Los Angeles. But we go way back, man. Like we go, we go back before I was a pastor, before I was even open <laughs> to the concept of of pastoring. Um, Jonathan was a friend of mine, and in this podcast, we talk about everything, man. We go, we go way, way, way back. We go back to our uh, to our conversations. We go back to uh, the old times we used to lead worship together. We talk about um, worship itself and our and our influences. And we also talk about Jonathan's transition to LA. We talk about his understanding of God as Father and how that's being played out in and through Jonathan's contribution. Just some of the crazy, like, encounter stories that Jonathan has as people just begin opening up and just sharing their hearts with him. This is a fun conversation. It's over two hours long. I hope you enjoy listening to it as much as we enjoyed creating it. So uh, without any more distraction, let's dive into this conversation. That's what it is. This is just a conversation. We're hanging out and you get to listen in. Hopefully you enjoy it. Let's begin right here, right now on the Supernaturalist podcast show. Let's go. Connecting, equipping, and promoting emerging supernaturalists. I wish I wish I would have got that, Jonathan. Yeah, what's up, man? What's up? All right, let's do this. Thanks for having me in here today. Oh man, yeah, I remember it's last exciting. And I remember last time we did this. I know I'm gonna try to do in a real a better in a, job. In a, no, you were time. you did a great job in, in the in the radio studio. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was yeah. like my second show. Yeah. It's gonna be different this time. It was funny because. Um, I remember when we when I when I started that radio thing, I was so scared to death just because of it being like, like <laughs> Now you're gonna have to explain that for people that are listening to just the audio. <laughs> he's drinking he's drinking a pop if you're listening to just the audio. Kinda <laughs> what kind of podcast is this? That was a nerve wracking um radio deal. I mean we had all these intercessors, we had all you know, yeah. all this prayer support and then I brought you in. And I kept calling into the show. <laughs> yeah, you did. Like I, kept, I forgot about that. And the, and the producer was like, it's done. But he didn't know it was you the first time. Right, because I was like, hey, uh, I'd like to talk about somebody. Uh, if I could talk to the, the speaker, I have a couple of questions I wanted to ask. And he was like, okay. Uh, but you were doing it in the phone right in front of him. Yeah, because I was looking at him over the thing. And he was like, uh-huh, okay, yeah, we'll just go ahead and, um, I was like, uh, now, y'all, uh, y'all, what, just a question, do you, have, do you prefer butter or margarine on, what, the what, what, what was that? I'm just asking if you prefer butter or margarine, like on toasted bread. 
That was awesome. And I was like watching him. You, you did it two or three times, I think, before yeah. before you were finally like, yeah, hey, bro, that's me. Like, yeah, and he was like, just don't, don't do that. <laughs> what? And you were on the phone, like, because you were talking. We were, doing, we were doing phone calls or something, and you kept you kept calling. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that was my first run in with Ivan too. I, I, that's, I was gonna say Ivan Roman called in. Mm-hmm. We tag team, like uh, prophetic worded one girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he dropped that awesome one about the guy that was like the uh, the cage fighter guy. Like, that was amazing. I forgot about that, but yeah, I, I just remember he was always like he was because he called in. He's yeah. just on the phone, so right. he's like, as soon as I heard your voice, you know, and then he just start, he like I was like, wow, that's amazing. Yeah, the guy. It was like a. It wasn't cage fighter. It was like a, and it wasn't like a. It was some like semi pro level, uh, you know, MMA fighter, and uh, but you you didn't know that he just called in and was like, yeah, he has these questions, and he's like, you know, I really feel see like. You know, it's like you've come out of a battle, like a fight. You know, I mean, he and it was really specific. As as soon as he was like, "Yeah, I'm a I'm a semi pro MMA fighter." As soon as he said that, then like everything that he had said was super specific. You know, it's like Jesus. It's like he's there, almost like in the corner with you, and he's like, "You you've come out of the fight," and you're like, "Like I was like that was that was sweet. Good job." <laughs> Did you ever? Did you hear that that word that I got from Bulls? Yeah. Oh, you did hear that one. Yeah. We were talking about your dad. Yeah, I purpose- you called out your address and your I, sister's name. Dude, yeah, my my dad's first and middle name. Anyways, all these details, your right? Street address that you lived on. Dude, that that have you ever had a word like that? Where, where, it, I, feel, where it feels like somebody knows way too much. I had um, <laughs> this weekend. I've had two. Are you serious? Yeah, almost like back to back. But I had the the last before that. It was a kind of at the beginning of like all this journey that we're on right now, <clears throat> and somebody here—I don't remember who it was—but it was a speaker that was here for like this was like Apple Wine, mm-hmm. like at the beginning of it, and um, and so somebody like came and they gave this like really long, very specific word about like talking about like there's this road and like it's going into this region and like all these different things about like the ground on this side is rocky and on this side it's sand, like all these like kind of really specific yeah. details. And then I left here and I went to lead worship at this conference in uh, on the peninsula somewhere. And that's where I met Elizabeth. That's when I met Elizabeth. Cooper. Yeah. Because she was like the headliner worship leader for this thing. And okay. So I went in and like led worship for this thing. And afterwards, there was a lady there that was like, they said, you know, like she, you know, this is, and she's in the prophetic. She would like to, she has something to say to you. I'm like, okay. And she gave me like almost word for word, like the same word like think about like the, what this side of the road is rocky this side oh, wow. is kind of sandy wow. Wow. And, like all this stuff and i was laughing and i was like i'm sorry for laughing it's just because i just heard this very same word like, wow you know wow. Like, two days ago so like i recorded it too because it was like i was like listen to this this weekend uh so friday um liz right liz right yeah, yeah. she came up and she was like um she was like you know you're you're entering into this place where, um, you know, where you're entering into a place where you're going to have a lot of fame. I mean, like a lot of fame. You're going to have all this stuff and like, and it's going to be, and you're going to be, um, she's like, it's, it's like you're on top of a, um, of a, like a, a geyser, right? Was that her? This is kind of running together now. But she was like, you're going to be super famous, basically. And she's like, I don't know what that means to you, but you're going to be super famous and, um, you know, you're going to love it, but like, you know, you are kind of, you're concerned that you're going to enter into fame because you don't know if your heart is ready for it. But the Lord says, 
your heart is ready for it. You're wow. my son. Wow. And like that part right there, like you're my son. I was like, you don't know me, you know, but like, that's like, you just read through kind of six months of mail right there. And then, um, and then today somebody in the house came up to us and, um, you know, and she's this woman that has given us like, a, you know, given me words before. And she was like, <laughs> she's like, you know, I, uh, you know, like I was praying for you, like in the service and Lord gave me the scripture and she shared the scripture and she's like, you know, and I and I see you, um, you know, Lord showed me that you're in a studio, but it's not recording music. It's like you're recording, um, like animation, but just the voices. Oh my goodness! And uh, and it's in your and you're really you're you're very successful at it. You know, and I was like, okay, yeah, keep going. You know, like what? Wow, that wow. was pretty. Wow. That was pretty crazy. That's incredible. Here, that hang was on, a, long hang on a quick second, real quick. So, Sean. Yeah, when Sean did that, like that was tried to, dude. The, you know what? What if I could? If I could go back, when I got that word from him, my dad had just passed away, just mm-hmm. like a month prior. Yeah, and we were so busy. I, 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 I never really cried, right? Like, mm. and so um, if I could go back and do that word again, I wouldn't have howled. Like, like, dude, like, I when I like, I can't even listen to that thing. Like, when I like, it's not because of the word; it's because of my response to the word. Like, like, it was just like so. Deep. I can't even. I was thinking about that the other day. I was like, "Why did I like? Why did I respond? Did I have no self control as far as? Because I, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I don't remember that. Man, I'm. I don't like, remember your response. I, think I it's am because I was so floored by. I am crying. Like I am. I, you know, you, you, there's crying, and then there's like. Ah! Mm-hmm. I was like that. I was Wailing. like, yeah. It was like so deep. It was like so deep. And then um, that's a, such a powerful word, like the the deep, not just the, the the words of knowledge, but kind of like the prophetic part of it, where right. it's just like, oh my gosh. Um, so now, skip a beat later. I'm at, I'm at a conference in L.A. with Jeremy, and like I'm not, like just attending this conference, and Sean is there. So like at a certain point, I have to go, I have to go to the bathroom, and I just know when I go into the the bathroom that Sean's going to be in there, and I, you, 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 you know what I'm saying, like just that that. What do they call it? Premonition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I go. In, I, I go in that. I go in. And he's not in there. I'm like, oh, thank God. And so um, I'm in the urinal, and all of a sudden he he walks he comes out from. <laughs> hey, <laughs> he walks in and and dude, I'm I'm just. <laughs> I it, it's a weird thing, man. I, I I don't know when somebody that you don't know seems like they know you so intimately i i don't understand what what kind of happens there in the spirit or whatever like now i'm sure i'll be i'd be fine if if i saw him or talked to him um but yeah it was it's a weird thing huh like when yeah all all those all and 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 just that way the spirit world works when you think about that Mm -hmm. and because we all we've all had really cool we've all given cool words to people where you know where you know things you're like how does that work i don't know i don't know how it works it just I had a thought or something, but dude, when you've got like, when you're getting people's bank account numbers, like these 16 digit mm-hmm. numbers and stuff, like, yeah, it just messes with me. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> stuff. I like thinking about that. Uh, I, because I think it's, I think it, it can be and should, and should be and will be so much more. Normal. That, that, yeah, a normal, more of a normal thing, you know. And the culture is like kind of ready for it too. Like, at, the culture at large, I think, is ready for, like, really accepting accepting of magic. You know, yeah, the idea of magic. Right, right. You know, I mean, it's everywhere. It's like it's all around us. 
you know. I wish Christians believed in it more. Magic. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You said like crazy deja vu moment just now. Because somebody was just talking about mad. Oh, yesterday. Anyways. Yeah. Let's stay focused. Magic the gathering. This guy, this guy, this guy, I went to a father son thing yesterday. And so um, Mm -hmm. at Sambika, so they had like their chaplain. They decided that they, I don't know, maybe they just do this every year, but it's kind of like, hey, it's a Christian school and this is a Christian camp. So let's really take advantage of that and let's do a devotional for all these fathers and sons. But it, it was this. Like it was just fathers and sons, like act like uh, archery tag and like dodgeball and like canoeing, and then all of a sudden we have to come around for this devotional. So it felt kind of awkward, you know. Right. And then, um, and then you got this great, this good chaplain, but he goes into a story about Simon the Sorcerer, which I think is a very interesting. That's a trip. That's that's kind of an interesting devotion, like for a fa- like okay, fathers and sons, sit down. I'm going to do a little devotional, a little feel good thing, and then he goes into this whole thing about Simon the Sorcerer, and he goes, and um. And he, and he knew like magic, but here's the thing, like, and so that that's where when you said magic, I was I just went right back into yesterday, but un- unfortunately he didn't really um, he didn't really connect this that to any sort of it was just kind of like this random it was very random. I thought maybe he, he maybe maybe he so anyway. <laughs> there's more juice boxes in this uh, wash tub over here filled with ice. Don't eat the ice though, <laughs> you know, just cause. Yeah. All right. Dodgeball. Who's it? Yeah. 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 I just heard a thing about Simon the Sorcerer. Like I was just watching this, this well, kind of watching this like produced video about Simon the Sorcerer. Simon really? Ma- like Simon On YouTube? Simon Magnus. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Did you learn something? Like, well, you know, with uh, it's from somebody that I've been kind of watching some of their stuff and listening to a little bit of their stuff, and I'm I'm doing it. It's so it's pretty out there. Um, the guys like seem uh, the guys. I believe I think the guy is a Christian. I believe the guy's a Christian, and I also believe he's really sincere. I think um, I think he's uh, you know, and I think his his audience, or at least his the audience he seems to be speaking to, is not really a Christian one, or like it's not mostly a Christian one. It's this like other very. Um, you know, it's esoterica. I mean, it's like it's you know he's talking. You know, he's using words like. You know, he's like putting like the Kundalini spirit together and saying like this is like the Holy Spirit is the same thing, you know. Which is like, okay, I think I I get what you're trying to you know. So, I'm so when I listen to the guy, I'm like, okay, I'm I'm carefully listening, you know, yeah. very carefully listening. And uh, but yeah, he had this whole this whole thing about like Simon Simon Magnus and you know like you know like looking at like who he is like now in the culture because he's in like Simon is like a popular part of the culture today like not christian culture you know like as a as a as a major magician like a sorcerer sure right? sure like a powerful legit sorcerer you know and then like he was putting that together with like the scripture where that where that that run in and everything so it's funny that you brought him up again you think any of these guys that are like um do you know of any actual like simon the sorcerer type guys that are like in the spotlight like actually like on tv or like any actual legit when i say legit magic i don't mean like cool magic i mean like it's not it's not trick it's not trickery it's like simon the sorcerer what are you what are you asking me magic is, is there anyone because dude sometimes i'm watching this stuff and i'm like like magicians yeah like is this is this just is this just you like know is this, okay is this american magic or is this like 
Malawi magic. <laughs> Malawi. You mean like you're talking about like performers, like yeah. illusionists, yeah. stuff like that? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I think like I. I think. I mean, if you think about think about the people that you know, you know, Christian people that you know that are, um, you know, that that have legitimate authority. And like walk in like a level, a real level of authority and power, you know, where it's demonstrated. It's not like it's not a one-off thing. It's like you know, like Bobby Connor, you know, um, you know, like setting aside like his style of ministry, his style of like speaking, you know, which is kind of performery, mm-hmm. but it's not. I think that's kind of like that's the vehicle, you know. But it's not like that's not really like his thing. You know what I mean? You know, you know absolutely. What I mean when I say yeah, that? yeah, absolutely. Um, I think like. You know, he, I don't think, like, somebody that, like, had put, like, Bobby Connor has paid so much for what he, and invested so much in what he is doing, that, like, to go sell it on, like, a American's, you know, who's got talent stage seems like, almost like, it would have to be, like, God told him to do that specifically. You know, look, there was a very specific purpose that he did that. So, like, you know, so, like, uh. You know, like, this stuff doesn't come to just, like, a Tom, Dick, Harry, like, kind of whatever, like, accidentally. You know, like, I found this book of spells, and now I can, you know, change lead into cheese. You know, like, it's not, like, that's, I don't think that, that happens. You know, and, like, for real magicians or, like, sorcerers or, or prophets or whatever, I don't know. I don't, you know, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. like, there's people like David Blaine, right? Like, you know, and other people that are kind of, like... You know, Chris Angel and people that have this kind of like, ooh, you know, like, you know, thing. But I think a lot of that is just like a, you know, like, I, I feel like it's like surface is just like part a of the part of the brand, you know, like Slayer, you know, like Slayer, you know, like the singer from Slayer is like. I was wondering how long I was gonna wonder. I was wondering how long it was gonna take before Slayer came yeah, up. Slayer. <laughs> it's like Slayer. Yeah, it's like Slayer. You know, <laughs> the band Slayer. Um, what is Slayer? <laughs> Are you referring to? Did you see? The, oh yeah, yeah. Did you see the movie with um, Jim Carrey and Steve Carell where they're magicians? And, yes. And Jim Carrey's like the Chris Angel. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Ray Fine. <laughs> or no, no, it was Stephen Cumberbatch, right? Or what is, is that? Right, his name? I, I don't know. Doctor Strange. It's that guy. Yeah, it? yeah, yeah, Him? yeah, yeah. That he was like the new guy on the block, like the, the androgynous. Like, <laughs> yeah, there's there's so many funny scenes in that movie. Um, dude, did you see the um, on Netflix that magician? He's so he's not he's not a magician. He's like a um, what do they call it? Like a mind, um, like a hypnot. He's like a hypnotist. Let's go with hit, like hypnotist. But you know, there's like a TV show about that guy. On he worked for the FBI, and like he could play with people's minds. He could read minds. He could do all this. Um, there's a name for people like this. Or they can basically they're the master of like mind control, okay, in mind manipulation. So basically, there's this guy and he did this whole Netflix special on, um, and he's just being kind of innocent. Like how he starts it off with like I'm gonna like he sits down with this woman. He's like I want you to do exactly what I do. She puts a light bulb in her mouth and and um, and, he, and he tells her to bite down on it and he walks her through step by step how to basically chew up a light bulb. And, um, and, he's, and the whole thing is like taking taking authority over fear. He's mm-hmm. like, okay, you're not going to be afraid. Look at me. She, she was terrified. He's like, you're gonna you're gonna eat glass. 
Now look at me. You're going to be okay. And he walks through it step by step. Now you're going to feel the crunch, you know. And um, that reminds me of a time just recently on the, on a city bus. <laughs> keep, keep going. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> no, no, we'll come back to that. See, don't don't, don't forget that. Okay, so it's all of a sudden, like half, eat less. halfway through the halfway through the Netflix special, it completely like takes a turn, and the guy is like, "How many of you've ever seen these televangelists on on TV, and uh, they're making people get slain in the spirit? How many of you guys have seen? How many people have seen people get? How many of you have seen? Is he like speak on a stage? Like, yeah, yeah, he's in a huge theater. Okay, he's like, "How many of you?" He goes, "I'm going to teach you how they do that. How many people have pain in your body right now? I want you to hand to hold up your hands real high." He's like, "Here's what's going to happen." He goes, "I'm going to count to three. When I count to three, all your pain's going to leave your. It's, it's going to leave your." And he goes, "All right, everyone, look at the screens." And there had some sort of imagery going on, some sort of thing, some sort of music. And he goes, three, two, one. And all of a sudden, you could see some. I don't know how they did it. Some sort of um, air, some sort of air pressure, goes shooting across everybody. Mm-hmm. And 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 you could see everybody like respond. So they did something in that room, just like a high high pressure. And he goes, all right, check your bodies. Everybody, like, dude, it's like being in like in a revival meeting. Except That's what for, I do with it, like the air pressure gun. <laughs> you That's shoot, how I do it. You shoot people with air. Uh-huh. <laughs> dude, then for the rest of his bit, he he the the aisles are full of people who've had pain for years and now don't have pain in their bodies. And then he'd bring them up and and then he would he would slay them in the spirit. They they would go stiff as boards mm-hmm. and fall back all through just mind control um uh hypnotism um it was it was crazy man. Mm-hmm. And then he's like this is how they do it. And I'm like, well I do it, but that's not how I do it. I don't know how you're doing that. Until now. I was like I don't know how you're doing that because you know these are you know and so I was like, are, were you slowly using all of these other things as hypnotic tools to take people to this final point where you'd be able to, mm. but he used this whole bit to basically discount any sort of supernatural um, right. Christianity. And, and at um, the same time saying like, none of this is supernatural. Right, 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 right. Yeah. There is no supernatural. You know, he wrapped it up the, like, this is the redeeming virtue. Like you don't need, you don't need God. You don't need the supernatural. You need your mind and to understand how your mind operates. You're bigger than the cosmos. You're like, he like, so it turned into this, like this self help kind of like amazing Tony Robbins moment where everybody's like, not only did I crush, you know, Christianity, like, you know, but I've now shown you your own inner divinity. You're now unlocked, mm. you know, see you later. I was like, man, that was crazy. But I was so, I, like, I mean, I wanted to, like, I wanted to write him. I had all this stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you wanted to ask him questions? I had, a, at that time, or I, want, I... Or, like, a challenging... No, I, yeah. I don't know what I had at I that moment. I challenge you to a duel, sir. You'd lose. Because I was... Because <laughs> I'm thinking... Yeah, because I'm thinking, like, the power of God... I don't need music. We don't need music. We don't need the stage. We don't need your air. Like, like let's just have my children lay hands without any without any hype without any service like let's just hit the streets and just watch what children can do you know um now let's see what you do without the air without the show without all the all the work that you had to do in order to bring people into that state where they could mm-hmm. you know anyways the the bus that's intense yeah i was just kidding about the bus i just thought it'd be funny to say that <laughs> Like, oh yeah, the, the eating. I, like, I'm gonna make you eat glass. Don't be afraid. Like it was me and the bus driver, and they all started because he uh, wouldn't let me use like my uh, the app. 
<laughs> because like on express buses, they don't let you use the Metro app, which is the silliest thing. It like it doesn't span across to like express buses, but they don't say that on the app. Yeah, it's just there's one bus driver, and like in the entire state of Washington, that's <laughs> like, you know, because I I pulled after that. I pulled after this whole thing. He ate the light bulb. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, dude. I was thinking about, um, I think. Our Tully's conversations. Are we recording again? We're recording. Do you remember? Do you remember? Um, Did you say Tully's? Tully's. Do you remember? Remember Tully's? Our Tully's conversations. Tully's. Yeah, the coffee. Okay. I used to drive downtown. Isn't it Tully's? Okay. How do you say it? Tully's. Tully's. I don't know. Tully's. I don't know. That's what I think. But <laughs> like Teletubbies. I'm fine. Um, and uh, and like the progression of conversations that we we used to have. I remember like like when I first met you, For I was example. I was definitely like so I was like anti anti like pro God anti church. Do you remember those conversations? I mean, I remember these conversations um, where I, I always be like, dude, the problem with the church. Do you remember that? I do. And you were always so kind with the church. I, I remember you're the you're the first guy that um, that said to me like like you know how you how you do like with that straight face and you're like you know every time you talk about the church that way you're talking about a man's wife yeah another man's and i was wife. yeah and i was like I, I like i remember like i remember you were always so kind with the church and i'd be like okay okay i think i give you says back on <laughs> and i come back and be like, yeah what the problem with you know right. so i was like like yeah. never i was i've never been anti-god but i was definitely just like just so like ah uh, you know mm-hmm and then progressing it through like my Mars Hill phase mm-hmm. where I, where I was like now, okay. So I was like now pro church, but anti revival church, but in a revival church with you. Right. So like, I wasn't anti supernatural. I was just anti charismatic. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. And I was like, careful about them books now. Yeah. We should be careful with them books. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell you things. Well, you were never into it. You were never into yeah. the whole Mars, Mars Hill thing. But I was like, I was like, bro, brother, dude, I was like, Jonathan, <laughs> I was like, I was trying to convert you. I was like, listen to the CD. This is the best sermon on Genesis 10 you've ever, you've ever, this is an hour and a half teaching on Genesis 10. This is what they do with their church, bro. An hour and a half teaching every Sunday on books in the Bible. I was like, have you ever heard, Jonathan, I was like, have you ever heard a whole chapter of the Bible studied in a church? Yeah, I know. I know some really nice Baptists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I, I was like, this is like a new experience for me. Yeah, and uh, yeah, but you were, uh, you were like, careful, brother. Yeah, yeah. During that yeah. time, watch out and just be careful. The big, <laughs> the big conversations I'd have with Greg, you know, he'd be like, "But you are righteous." I'd be like, "Hogwash, yeah. I'm a sinner." He's like, "No, you're not. You're, you're 100 percent righteous." Yeah. Just that, I was just thinking about that though. Just the the progression of conversations yeah. that we've had over, you know, over the years. Yeah, we've had some really interesting conversations. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I mentioned Plum Delicious this morning. I I heard that. I caught that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I remember sitting there multiple times with you, like prior to coming in, and like we'd do that before worship sometimes on Sunday mornings. We'd meet there at like um, yeah. five thirty or six a.m. Yeah. Yeah. and we'd we'd order like um, chicken chicken fried chicken, steak, chicken steak. <laughs> yeah, mashed potatoes. Just a big old gut Dude. bomb before coming in, and like and we'd sit in that office, man. Yeah, and then jump around. Oh, like in the which one? The one on this side or the one on the back the end over, of the church? The one over there. We'd sit down yeah. and you'd be like, "So, well, what yeah. do you want to do today?" Right. Let's pray about it. No, yeah. No. Yeah. And I was I'm like, Jonathan, 
Well, let's just do these songs. Well, do you want to pray like, about it? I was no. like, you want to pray about it? It's like 8 o'clock. The team's out there waiting. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, now, Darren. <laughs> yeah, those are fun. Those are fun times. I was like, it's easy. You just do the same set we did last week. Yeah. You just don't bring your YWAM songs in here. Oh, Nobody man. wants to cry. Then, yeah, we'd get jumping around on the stage. Yeah, that was the best. Yeah, and we would lead out from the the outer circle yep. thing with the turn thing. Yeah, yeah. And then we would just like there would be like there would be a cloud going back and engulfing the the team. And yeah. It wasn't a glory cloud. <laughs> it's from those plum. Those plum not delicious. I you'd be like, it was plum destructive. You'd be playing the guitar. You'd look over at me like, hey, good one, buddy. <laughs> Lord, you are good in your mercy. You're bouncing all over the stage. Just like, I didn't know y'all had trumpets up on the stage. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, we do. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. I We had, I mean, I know, I remember at one point, we had at least, <laughs> at least four hundred drum kits on the stage. Oh, yeah. You know, so like the drummer, obviously. And You're then, going positive with this. I, I yeah. Okay. Awesome. I was when you said at least four, and I was like, where are we going with this? We've, there's many times we had at least four, a lot of things on the, on the stage. Yep. <laughs> yes. We had four drum kits, at least four drum kits, all for just you and I. Like I acoustic ones. I yeah. mean, like just that's just counting the acoustic ones. And then there was, I don't know where it came from, and it, but I, I, I feel like I remember it was this like drum machine thing. That you had to hit with sticks to white, actually trigger the white, it. The white pad thing? Is that I what you're talking about? I don't know what it was, but it was like when I when when it finally got used for the first time and I was like, What? It then I realized it had been sitting there for a long time. Like sitting next to that weird little monitor that was also on like a microphone stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, so like I, I just remember like suddenly and I don't remember who it was that brought that pulled it out. <laughs> if we didn't like we you using we it. didn't like you, we gave you the <laughs> the little monitor. The little monitor. I can't hear myself. <laughs> yeah. Good. Yeah, you know, that's by design. Yeah, it's like a three-inch speaker. Yep, it's like yep. a, a it cell like, phone speaker in there. It with a little, with a little um, volume thing on the front of it. I'm pretty sure it's still in there. Yeah, like in that back closet. Yeah, we should we should get it I out. We saved it. I'm pretty sure, or at least it didn't get thrown away. Not yet. You should take it with you to L.A. There's so many things I'm taking with me <laughs> from that room. There are some things from that room. We'll go back in that room. The whole room will be gone. Like, where'd he go? Jonathan went to LA. What happened to the, all the, what happened to the subs? It's my inheritance. <laughs> I'm a son of the house. I'm taking my inheritance. And these cabinets? Mine. I went through all the music that was in this file cabinets. Recently? Yeah. When Chris, uh, you know, led the charge to clear that room out finally. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, don't touch the music. I want to do that. Yeah. And so like I went through and, uh, I went through the, just the top, there's two big drawers, right? It's like this, that big wide mm -hmm. thing. And I went through the t entire top drawer and, uh, and I, w I kept one of each song. Oh, you did? That was there. And if it was like, if they were in different keys, I didn't keep those. I just like, did you find a war song? Yeah. I found a lot Do you remember of things. That I found a lot of things. <laughs> Um, and it was what was so and still like I mean I don't even know how much waste I mean the thing was like what like four feet yeah right in two rows yeah so like four feet of of paper like of like single sheet paper right and then you know like I got rid of like all the all the like I just took, kept one of each song that was in there 
And I is all that gone now? Is all that gone? Yeah. And I kept, but the, what I kept, I still had like a two foot tall stack of music. Like they wow. were just individual songs. Wow. And they were, um, there was stuff from like, um, like that, that was before me, obviously, right? But like it was, there was stuff that like, uh, you know, like the, 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 the Caspers had had in here. Really? Yeah. I mean, because there was stuff like written on, because there was stuff that was written on the page where they had notes, like written notes. Wow, pages. that's interesting. And there was stuff from that the other two churches, like when the three churches came together, there was stuff from those churches. Because they had the names of the churches on the music. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And so it was really amazing because it was like, I was like, I was looking at like the, at like the, um, the know, rings, the, the tree yeah, rings. The, exactly. Of, of the, of the church and exactly wow you know like that it was it was really heavy it felt really heavy wow and i was like wow like there's so much here right now like there's such a um you know because of the way that like you know that music has been a real part of like what's been happening in this in this house and in the body you know for so long like like music is and worship is you know um anyway I could keep going about that, or I could also just stop. It was amazing how much freedom you you and I had, and also, you know that Gil took such a beating for this stuff, like that we were doing. Because as much as we got, <laughs> as much of the beatings that we received, like I think a lot of it was shielded from us. <laughs> you know, remember there the, was the period of time when when you and I would both go to the pastors' meetings together. Oh, yeah, so yeah, Dude, those pastors' meetings were, were so brutal. They were. They, they were, were so hardcore. brutal, and especially when you think about Pastor Gail and how amazing, how kind she is. Yeah, she's there's nothing but kind in her. Yeah, and yet those those meetings are so brutal. Yes, like I remember my first one. I was like, oh my goodness, this is how you guys roll here. <laughs> Some of the conversations between Greg and Keith. Yes. Yes. Are like some of those th- theological conversations between you and Keith. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really amazing in this room. My favorite. No, I don't. We used to do them at Tully's. The pastors' T- meetings. Tully's. The pastors' meetings. Yeah. Well, there there were some in this room, but we used to meet at um different. Yeah, I think at Tully's. Oh yeah, yeah. The one that had the fireplace. Yeah, it's and then and then now. I think they moved them. Then I think they moved them here. I don't like the the fuzz. Okay, it's too peppery. I think was it at uh, was it opinion. was it at um, a pastor's meeting when the following day I always loved that was like the following day like right? so it was a Sunday it was like game day and right. then there's like the following day where we watched a replay right but uh, was it at the pastor's meeting when when you were asked if you were tired when you were leading worship oh yeah was it there yeah, yeah. Pastor that meeting. is so awesome more what, than once that, that, <laughs> it was like a thing that's such a great question to ask a worship leader yeah. um, after they've just led you know <laughs> three hour a three hour worship set yeah. <laughs> you know um, were you hey were you tired yesterday. <laughs> I don't know. Did you know that mocking is the language of hell? <laughs> Just think about that yeah. as you ask man ask the next question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ring of pastors. The other thing that we did is we because uh, we, we, the, the 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 I think what made that dynamic so um interesting is that um you and I were worship leaders and that was like our that was like our sphere of authority was like leading worship. But everything was happening at those meetings. So we were hearing about everything in, yeah. in, in the entire church, and then we were commenting on that. <laughs> that was where most of the fight well, came what, from. That's what I was gonna say. You and I had opinions, yeah. On like we were like, you're gonna do what? Yeah. Or you're not gonna do something about that? Yeah. Or you? What do you get? You know? I hope. <laughs> 
you like took the stand. You're like, I hope that when I have a wife, if, if this situation doesn't happen to me, I pray that God. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Like, this is like I remember that conversation, remember that? but I think that was at Tolly's. I thought it was. I thought they were all here. So Might have been funny. here. Those green, those big green, those here. big green chairs that were in here. I'm pretty I remember sure that, that. I remember that conversation. The one, though. That one, I, I'm pretty sure was in here because I think I was trying to hide in the corner. I wasn't even married. Right. I know. Yeah. I was like, when what? I <laughs> one day you got. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Was... But see, that, that's what I'm talking about. Those guys were so gracious. They invited us in, in, into the. <laughs> They invited us into their environment, and then they would let us like go off on these <laughs> on them. Like really, we were going off on them. That's really what we we're doing. They would be like, "See, and that's why you're a bad pastor, right?" Like, like we were never that harsh, you know. But man, we I, we were harsh. Like I, they, maybe not you, but I think of the stuff that I would that I would say to the to different leaders, and it's no wonder you were pretty harsh. <laughs> I, I think I was more passionate. Than ours. Yeah, sure. If, you know, <laughs> I remember sitting with you in uh, in this place downtown, and we were there to see like some kind of concert, but it was like you know some local thing. And uh, this guy, just that we just met there at this place, he came and sat down at the table across from us and started talking to me about um, Palestine and Israel. And so then I was like, oh, you know, Holy Spirit, what's up? And so like, and just like the, started guiding the thing. And then he's, so then it gets to like, it breaks down where he starts talking about God. And then that's when you stepped in. <laughs> <laughs> like I wasn't there. You were sitting there. And I think you were just like, I, I don't know if you were just like. Annoyed. No, I think, I don't know if you were just like, you know, those little cars with like the little friction engine in it that you like you pull back you like <laughs> until you know when it hits that point where it's like you're gonna blow the, the thing out the mechanism and yeah. it's like or, and you keep doing it a few more times so or like fast. when you're pumping an air rifle that's what you were I think that's what you were doing <laughs> like inside because then like you when you hit when you put it down on the ground it was like and um you, you have very passionate Response and like you were about Palestine. No, no, no. About about Christianity. Like you need to make a decision today. Like I was like, no, wow, like, no, this no, is, no, this is no, no, no. I did not. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty. I awesome. went into like hardcore evangelism, kind of like you know, no, not that you were trying to force them to get saved, but it was like you were like I was drawing some lines. In yeah, the sand. you were like you know, and it was pretty intense, no doubt. And I was like, wow, this is all right. Well, cool, man. Um, <laughs> the end of the conversation. Yeah, you know, I was like, all right, cool. You know, take it easy. And I was like, yeah, that was good, dude. <laughs> that was that was the blue moon. The blue moon is that still there? Oh no, it wasn't the blue moon. It was the place next to the blue moon. Blue moon's still there. The rainbow. Is that what it's called? Yeah, we're like right next to it. Jimmy played there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, what was that thing that we? Because we we were like throwing lines down from oh from Blade. You're my Blade. boy. You're my, You're boy, my boy, Blade. Blade. Yep. Was that there? I trained you. <laughs> you my boy, Blade. Blade. <laughs> and then the comic didn't know because it was. It was so ridiculous, and the comic started throwing down. No, that wasn't that wasn't at um, the Rainbow. That was actually when we went to a, uh, a comedy club in the U District. Okay, wasn't that it? I thought it was there, but 
because I don't think it, I ever saw a comic, <laughs> a comic at the Rainbow. Yeah, I thought he came out like in between bands or something. But I just remember I one time throwing it all together. I was kind of negative. <laughs> like obviously, there's a theme here. I, I used to, negative. I used to be kind of negative. Um, but you were just passionate. Yeah, there was. I was being passionate. <laughs> there was a um, a band playing, and I and I was not into it. And when I was done, I remember Titus just was like, "Dude, bro, you're a creative." Like you make art, like right? And I was like, "That's what you call it." <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he was like, "How would you like it if people were like dis? Like those guys are getting up there and actually doing?" It. And I was like, "Yeah." Then I felt like I didn't think I was being that loud, but you know, I think there's only been. It didn't matter for him. It was just the idea that I would have that kind of negativity in in my heart, and that I, yeah, you know. Oh yeah, I get it. Regarding other artists, I think that there's been. Thank God, I'm not negative about other artists anymore. Yeah, never. I think it was or opinionated. One, there was one time, definitely, and maybe one other time that, like, the only times I ever like, <laughs> maybe one at other least time. one, and maybe another that I like actively like cursed somebody, <laughs> <laughs> and it was a band that like that we went and saw, and I was like, all I remember of it is like hanging on this post in the middle of the room and like cursing these guys, and, I was, and then later I was like. <laughs> Maybe that was, maybe that was harsh. Yeah. Did you break? Did you at least break the curse and then bless them later? I didn't. We should do that right now. What's the? <laughs> what was the name of that man? My point is, you know, sometimes in the name of passion. What if something ha- horrible happened to them and and then you read about it in the newspaper? Like for example, my my dad and his buddy Bob uh, Dolan, who still lives just right down the street, they went to some, they ate at some restaurant. And when they walked out, I don't know why this guy would say this because this is they just shook the dust off there. No, this is not something that anybody would ever say. This is such a weird comment, but this this literally happened. They walk out of the the, the restaurant. These guys are Christian. My dad's a pad like this guy's a deacon in the church, and he, for whatever reason, he was obviously angry. He 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 cursed the restaurant. I, I, now I don't know what that looked like. If he said mm-hmm. I cursed that restaurant, whatever. The next day, it burned to the ground. See, I mean, I think it was the next day. It might have been like the next week, but like like my memory of the story being a kid and hearing that I was like first of all who does that first of all like I don't care how b- bad who the food it? was Dolan yeah <laughs> with a can of gas <laughs> that guy you went back then. yeah you see he's shifty eyed that's the other part of the story yeah you went back you the know, next day his fingertips are always burnt what's happening to your fingers Dolan I specifically what I do remember is like I was cursing the success of their of their band. Oh, the success. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Like I was like, you know, just it was something that they said, and I was like, I was like, there was a hatred of God, is what I heard. Oh, they hated God. Yeah, it was a hatred of God. I heard that in something that they said, and then they sang about, and so I was like, I curse the success of your band. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. I was like, I, that your band would break apart and like not like have no success, no influence. Yeah. So you weren't you weren't cursing uh, them individually. You weren't cursing them. No, 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 not yeah. the people. Not because that's like, what it sounded like. It sounded like it it people sound that like sit way. sit in the audience at the church and with their hand symbols like you're like like you were doing that, <laughs> dude. Put little sticks out outside. Oh. <laughs> but that makes sense. You were just, you were cursing the 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 the, the, their, the trajectory of their success. Yes. That they wouldn't have influence, and they—I've never heard of them since. Wow. Well, then, good job. Those are just a local band. I went so from being knows. like, "Dude, who are you?" to like, "Oh, that's cool." Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't always curse bands. I was thinking about when I do. 
you know one thing that um that that I feel bad about because one like some of the best memories <laughs> some of the some of the best memories that I have um with you <laughs> are like our are like our worship team outreaches and I feel I feel bad for <laughs> I feel bad for um, for our present day worship teams here at SRC. They, they never get to do. Dude, we were doing worship team outreaches all the time. Yeah, we were doing stuff all the time. We we're going out and we're like, we're going to do this. Yeah, and maybe the part of that was our desire. Like we love doing that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to be playing where? Like down on First Avenue. Yeah, and, and like the cops came. That's the one of the ones I was thinking of. Yeah, and and of course, like my favorite part of that outreach was the preparation for. <laughs> Because we were going to go down downtown Seattle on uh-huh. First Avenue on a stage with a crazy sound, um, uh, Westlake Center there, yeah. and do a, a full on intercessory worship yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, you know, it wasn't. We weren't putting that on somebody else, right? Well, that's the thing. I don't even remember <clears throat> who was behind that, whose idea it was. Somebody else organized it, and we but somehow, somehow we got invited. Yeah, <laughs> I remember it was like. We were like calling people out of buildings, like the we event. were calling business people out of the building, like come out. I mean, like we had like shofars and everything. We were like going. It was so you know it's so was amazing intense. is hearing your voice bounce off right. all the buildings, the buildings downtown and coming back. Yeah, and uh, the the event itself was amazing. Yeah, and then we were like, okay, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> you mean before it was over? Yeah, I don't remember like, that. Peace. That's the day I bought my gym bay. The big one, yeah, the big brown one, uh, yeah, yeah, the one that's still here somewhere okay. in one of the closets that's in the back of your van, about you, to go to L.A. <laughs> I don't have that. You know what? I, I not that one. I uh, I saw. On, and speaking uh, of gym base, on offer up the other day, I saw a hung drum. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know they don't. You've like, always wanted one of those. Yeah, and they had the because they had like four of them at that little shop down on uh, next to the market. Lark of the morning. Yeah, that like eventually closed down. Yeah, and then at, and like while they had that's why those, Ray Hughes would come like to Seattle. There. Would be to go to, to there, but then they stopped. Whoever I don't know if it was if there it was like coming from Sweden or one of the like one of the countries one of those countries, and they just stopped. They wouldn't ship to the U.S. anymore for some reason. Like I don't know why. Like that was just what they said at the shop until yeah. like, it was like there's these three and that's it. Yeah, um, you know, but they were like. I think you know they were like eight hundred bucks or something. I think. Yeah, those are awesome. And so I saw one, but I saw one on offer up the other day, and I, th- I thought about that whole. I thought about that and that because we went down there. I don't remember where I bought that thing from. I think I think I just bought it from Guitar Center. Yeah, but we like bought it at the Guitar Center there in downtown Seattle. I remember walking up the hill with it and be like, "Yeah, this is awesome," and it was. Yeah. Yeah, dude, we were doing crazy stuff back then. I don't think people. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. I don't think people really appreciated the kind of the, the stuff that we were doing. Like we're doing crazy stuff. Like I, I couldn't even play a didgeridoo, but I had one. Yeah. I mean, you know. and like seventeen rain sticks. <laughs> and remember, get a whole series of flutes. Yeah, because here's the thing with didgeridoo, I could blow it for two seconds, so I'd loop it. Remember that? Yes. And then I'd throw my like chaos and pad, chaos pad and right. be like, and I'd be like, like spazzing out on the stage, and you'd be like, come on, yes, and, it, and nobody would be coming on. <laughs> I was. Distant thunder. I hear the sound of it. Like, dude. Yes. Thrashing that stage. Yep. It's amazing. I think that, like, that was, it's so amazing because I, I think that, um, like, with, with my happened, khaki slacks. Like, what happened there was so, like, <laughs> like, something really, like, was, like, created out of that, you know? 
here. We carved a realm, bro. It it really did. Yeah, we carved a it realm. Really did. Yeah. You know, I think like I mean I I especially <laughs> I feel really fortunate to like have entered into that and you were here, like for and I was like able to like, you know, bounce off bounce off of you. You know, like, my musical background and then like coming into being saved and then like being it like really kinda like getting my whatever like earning my you know, like whatever like getting my my first kind of real like big like doing worship stuff um outside of the church but still doing worship and ywam and like kind of that's where i learned things you know and then like coming from that into this into this house like it was um you know because i was like i was pretty wild already yeah yeah you were and then and then coming into here it was like um oh that's not wild like here, <laughs> you know, like open up and it was like yeah. this whole new level. Like the thing where you were just when you were just talking about like doing that up on up on the stage, like with the all the drum kits that we had. I remember one time, um, in the middle of so we would like, you know, <laughs> just really mercilessly use our instruments. You know, like you and your piano and like me on my guitar, and then we'd like sling them down and run over. To the drum kits and start like just wailing on these drum kits and everybody's like playing drums everybody in the world yeah is playing drums yeah. and then one time um we were doing that because it was like that was the thing there was that one point like a did, drum I, I think i'd best call it as like a drum infestation <laughs> of the stage you know how, like if you don't deal with a certain problem at a certain time like just it'll just take over right kind of it kind of happened at a certain point it did because it was everywhere Dude, you even think about some of the instruments that were on that stage that nobody has any idea. Well, we have a pretty good idea <laughs> where they were coming from. But it's kind of like we blessed one instrument. And yeah. Then there was like things that you would, there was all, there was things that you'd hit and they'd vibrate. There were all kinds of, there were things, <laughs> there were things that weren't even instruments. I played a we chair like, one time. <laughs> like one of those metal leg like chairs. clapping it together? No, I was like on the, like on the legs. See, dude, but here's the thing. If we would have been doing all that stuff now, dude, we'd be like the, we'd be like the upper room. Everybody would be like, dude, you hear that stuff that they're doing? They're playing chairs with drumsticks. <laughs> they got things that vibrate. They got like, th- maybe not. It was pretty, it was pretty wonderful. It was really strange, but it was also wonderful. <laughs> there were even instruments that you were like, I remember you were, you were always like, we were always good cop, bad cop. Don't you agree? So I was, <laughs> so I was, the role shifted back and forth. <laughs> so I would like, I'd, I'd leave the room <laughs> and you'd be like, okay, so what DJ doesn't want to say right now <laughs> is that those four metal things <laughs> don't, you know, you know what metal things I'm talking about? Yes. Oh, that's for reggae music. <laughs> we had reggae drums, dude, yeah, on the stage. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And it was, and the, I, I think the thing, like, again, there was like, there was like kind of a lack of... Leadership? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. Government. No, I, no I'm totally a, there kidding. There was a little bit of a lack of, like, of structured government, a little bit. I think it's because it was, I think it was purposeful be, in a positive way because it was like, let's just allow like kind of whatever and then we can draw things back if we need to totally totally which totally. was great it was awesome you know those was was amazing. really amazing and very rare like super rare <sighs> i mean i think that can you imagine if it was like that right now like if you went up on the stage and like that whole entire thing was just covered in crap <laughs> yes <laughs> i can't imagine 
We'd be like, okay. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, with people... But the, what happened, though, was that because of that, the, there was an environment where, some, like, where somebody could just, like, walk up onto the stage with a, actual, with a real expectation that I'm, I'm a stranger, but I can be on the worship team today. But I'm going to get to play today. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, that's weird, you know. <laughs> and um, I don't know, think we ever let that happen. Like we were like you and I were pretty like those one time there were there were times when there were special guests. That's one yeah that's yeah. that's different yeah that's one thing. You know like, there was one one time in particular that, that happened where you know like this person walked up and was like yeah they said I could be up here. And I was like I don't care. Like who said anything to you like yeah because I remember like you and I would usually be like yeah no yeah and then they ended up like but they were like yeah like she can go up. I I said she. And you just uh, gave it away. They just gave it away. And then like and then they were actually a part of the worship team for like four years after that. You know, super faithful like person, you know. But then then this other time when like somebody walked up, like we're practicing, we're middle of practicing a song, and this gentleman walks up onto the stage with like cases of stuff and just walks, he's like, What's up? you know, like goes up and like starts setting up this whole situation over on the side. He's like, Is this cool right here? And I'm like, Okay, everybody stop. Do you ever remember any of these stories? Like, do you remember like when um, when it was really cool to, for itinerant ministers to also play an instrument as part of their meetings? Do you remember this? Like, so there were like flute playing itinerant ministers uh-huh. and saxophone playing itinerant ministers yeah. and guitar playing itinerant ministers. But that was like the thing. I'm not just. I'm not talking about Georgian. Everyone's gonna be like, oh, he's talking about Georgian. No, no, no. Like, no, I know. Georgian. He definitely started it. <laughs> Like, like I was like, hey, Georgian plays a violin, so I should start to play an instrument when I go to churches. And like, like no, a six foot silver trumpet, <laughs> for example, just as an example. Do you remember that meeting? Yes, when Jeff was blowing that trumpet. Blow that in my face, man. Well, the funniest thing is that everybody had their eyes shut, and they're at the, they're at the front and of then the suddenly, and then he put them right in front of their face. <laughs> And without fail, they'd go down in the spirit. Yeah, I would like, almost go down. <laughs> they didn't go down. They went up. If you, if you catch my drift. I'm just thinking anyway, about some yeah. of those. I'm just thinking about... The, and what would happen is there'd be these different conferences. And so that's when that's when people... That's when you'd be like, hey, this guy's going to come up during the set and he's going to... He's gonna. Uh, uh, I remember one guy. He'd get, get his, his thing was a sax one, a really big. And sure, the dude could play a sax, but it's just the whole. Idea, it was just that whole kind of. And think. I mean, I think that. I mean, thank God for Bethel for so many reasons. But yes. there used to be this idea that, like, if there was any sort of level of excellence, there was no Holy Spirit in it. Mm. Do you think that's fair? I mean, because I mean, back in the day, there was like integrity. Hillsong, and then there was like Vineyard. Like Vineyard was like that was it. That was like the wet. I, this is my own, yeah, my own opinion. Vineyard was like wet. It was like there's so much presence on it. Mm-hmm. Like 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 in the Secret album, Brian Dirks and Kevin yeah. Prosh, all those guys. But it was super raw, <clears throat> very very raw. And so the 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 big produced stuff, like the Integrity Hosanna, like it was like production like if you yeah. if you saw brian dirksen there was no lights there's no light show there was no nothing there was like if you saw andy park any of those any of right. those guys kevin Pry- it didn't matter it was like it's about this that this like this simple like right just first. this this what's that at first yeah and then it, <laughs> it elaborated i mean it then did. it grew it did in the in the vineyard scene yeah i think so oh really yeah it got kind of productiony that i'm not that's not this. you're not dissing it yeah <clears throat> but what i'm saying is like like 
Bethel and probably Hillsong. Yeah. They began to like, they began to do these almost like worship productions, Mm -hmm. but they were wet. It's like it had the, it had like the rawness and the anointing of like the vineyard thing. Yeah. But, and, but it also had like smoke and amazing light, but amazing quality. And it didn't detract from those, those environments. Yeah. I recently heard, well, I heard Brian Johnson, and that this is a total like paraphrase of what he said, but um, he was talking about uh, about vineyard and like uh, you know the stuff from the stuff from the vineyard and like you know like a lot of the musicians that were in that were do, they were vineyard musicians were hardcore like high level musicians that were like I won't say this this is not a diss at all to say this okay, high level musicians like, I mean the- they were like very skilled okay. musicians like a lot of like jazz musicians. That were like kind of dumbing down. Like I don't say that like as a diss. No, but they were like you know taking writing songs in like GCD. Totally. You know, and like and so like they created this whole movement of worship music that anybody could go pick up a guitar and play it. And that was one of the really amazing things about what happened with the vineyard. That's amazing. I've never heard that before. And um, well, and that's you know like that's I think that's that's beautiful. You know and. Um, you know, because like you know, now it's like you know, there's this, there is like, there's like with this current movement of of worship music, which has come back to high production again, where it's just this high level of production, really high, you know, where, um, and so, which is interesting because it's kind of come around to this other thing again. It kind of came back from where it was like departed from high levels of production, but still super simplistic. Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it is, yeah. You know, but there's a lot of. Like, Do you remember like? Um, Okay, so going back to what you're saying about the vineyard yeah. and like the simplicity and like you're right. Like you, I remember you remember those books you get, yep. and they'd give you the the chord charts and everything. Yep. Oh, man, I love those. Light the fire again, the orange yep. book. But the B side, they like went, they let loose. You know, so like if you look at those music books, like the B side of the thing, you know, yeah. the, the side A was like, you know, holiness, holiness. You know, like GCD songs. You know that you could just like the whole church was singing and that was it, and you could. You didn't have to be like a pro musician to like yeah, to yeah. play that stuff. Then the other side, they were like, okay, you, you can cut loose for the second part of the CD, you know, and like so you'd have like you know funky keys and you know like jazz chords. But then there, those but, are the ones I wanted to play. <laughs> but then Don Potter and Morningstar came out and slapped everybody in the face. <laughs> yeah, that was its own thing, the, dude. That was completely. You're not going to take out no. You're not going to sit down and do that stuff, right? <laughs> or when Hill old school Hill song. So before new school, there was yeah, like Darling. Check, check, check. Yeah. Check. So I remember I got one of her books. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, we're doing vineyard stuff. Now let's, these, these, this is incredible. This is like yeah. high energy. Right. This is not vineyard at all. This is high, right. <laughs> high energy. And I'm, so people just like us, do you remember that song? All over the world, people oh, yeah. just like us. Yeah. Like you try to follow the chords, and then the bass notes always doing something different than the than the chord. Right. So the bass bass is always complimenting, but never on never on the root ever. Right. right? The bass is always. And I just remember sitting there like, like like crying just three lines into it. Just, to do it. Yeah, like how's the Holy Spirit gonna? <clears throat> Holy Spirit's like nah, I'm not. <laughs> That's way too creative. Yeah, Holy Spirit. <laughs> I'm tired. Yeah, he's just I'm like tired. Yeah, Holy Spirit's trying to keep up. He's just like with this. Yeah. I recently started watching. I don't even know how. Well, I think actually, I think the Lord like kind of led me into this. But um, I started watching um, 
Like watch this video from uh, um, Brownsville. And it was from the revival, like from Brownsville, like from that time period. So like 95, 94, 95, something, somewhere in there. And uh, 96, I think. And uh, and so like it was just this one part. And I don't know if it was like the end or the beginning or what, but it was, um, you know, like they had, you know, like a 75 person choir and they, uh, you know, like, I mean, they had all these people, like all these musicians, you know, like playing and then, the, you know, like in the pit or whatever. And then they had like the leader and then they had like the front part of the band and then they had all the singer. You know, so they had this whole like kind of production. But the thing that was going on in the room was so intense, you know, and like it was, <clears throat> you know, it, it was I thought while I was watching, it, I thought it was like this it's like watching people that are like that are um you know like trained uh like water ski performers that like suddenly the waters get choppy mm-hmm. and it's only their training enables them to stay standing you know like the only like the in like the the amount of of uh of of like practice that went into like those massive productions of music and the the songs weren't that complicated you know like you know the songs that weren't super complicated or in this recording at least um but so I watched that and then I, I watched that video and then I leapt over like I was like oh yeah what about the Kenneth Hagen stuff and so I started watching that and seeing like what, how they responded to what was happening you know in the meeting and then they responded with in, in, in worship to it and like what that looked like in the room and then I started listening to um, some of the old integrity stuff you know because it was the same time period and like what was happening so what I was like what I was looking at was kind of almost it was almost like um you know, like this anthropological kind of like look at the worship of that time period because like stuff was beginning to shift, you know, and like that's because that's when like the vineyard came out with like all like the the whole worship culture of the church of like American, like, you know, Christianity took this major shift, you know, <clears throat> and so because um, I think we're kind of we're moving into a place like that right now, actually moving into this a place where like music is going to shift like music is shifting. Like in like the feel of of worship in the church is shifting, um, you know. I think um, right now into like into something that's into something else. It's new, and it's like accompanying, and it's part. I think it's like it's totally this part of whatever. Like I don't want to call it revival, but the next like this next move like, or something. Yeah, you know, like th- there's a change that's happening. You know, because there's so much there's so much like intensity aimed at like okay, we're you know people are pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing and something has something's gonna something's going to slip something's going to move mm. you know this just it just happens you know it's just going to happen right and so um you know what is it what is it going to be i think it's int- just looking so i'm just talking about music and how the music changed so much you know from like 94 to like 98 you know and you still had like a bunch a ton of integrity stuff like we went to an in, an integrity worship conference in oregon and like 2004 or something you yeah. remember that yeah or yeah. somewhere around yeah. there Remember that? Yeah, you know? absolutely. And so, like that was still there. They were still there, still producing music. It was different, kind of, but it still had that feel. That was such a foreign environment compared to anything I'd ever been in before. Yeah, like that level of production. Yeah. Um, Lincoln Brewster. Yes, I remember. Don Mo was his Moen. Yeah, Don Moen was there. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was such a trip. You know, I'd never heard of that guy until my mom and Keith got married. Mm. And they sang a Don Moen song as they were walking up 
the aisle. That guy is like a legend. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what that song was. His teachings right now, he has this teaching about um, about uh, it's basically about like n- kind of knowing how much to play or to not play in a worship setting. Really? Yeah, it's really good actually. Oh wow! Because he's got this whole band and they're all like studio pros. You know, and they're like, "Okay, we're gonna play the song." Well, what was the name of the guy that was also there with with them? That did Lenny, it th- Lenny Cord- uh, wasn't Paul Balash. Was yeah, it? Paul Balash was there. Yeah. So, do you remember the session that Paul Balash did? He's like, Let, mm-hmm. "Let's get all the musicians playing at once." Yeah. Like, you guys, just go and just you know, and they were all just like playing how most worship teams kind of play, you know? Yeah. And then he's like, "All right, let, let's try dialing." Like, so he was same kind of thing. Yeah. Like honoring the simple, honoring honoring the person that you're playing, making them look good, and right. and um, you could just see the the epiphany light bulbs turning on all through the room. Like, Whoa. I'm going to play all that stuff next time. <laughs> Less is more. <laughs> you know, like those. Yeah. So what you're saying is, I was talking to Abigail. I was like, um, cause she's been in piano lessons for a long time. And, um, I was like, Hey, I, I'm going to, I'm going to teach you now uh, everything you need to know to get around worship songs. And she's like, I don't think I'm that good. Yet. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I said, I'm going to teach you everything you're going to need. I was like, because like, even when you, like what you were saying before, the better you are, the more you're, the more comfortable, the more mature you are to really hang back Mm -hmm. and to really create this atmosphere for the rest of the team that you're playing with. Right. But I'm sorry. So Don Mullen's got a teaching on that. Yeah. It's really good too. On YouTube or something. Yeah. I mean, there's probably something you can buy, but I saw, I saw it on YouTube. And he wrote like "Shine, Jesus, Shine." Like he wrote those those classics. I come to you. You have the words of life. Do you remember he did like a he did this like thing? I don't think he played with a band. I think when he when he led worship at that, it was like a background soundtrack, and it was like a compilation of his greatest hits. Am I wrong? I think it was a whole band. Like they had a whole band. Oh, did there. they? Yeah. Do you remember there he, was this whole thing with like the drummer? That he had like had a heart attack and almost died, and every single person on the stage was like talking about how glad they were that he wasn't dead. Like that makes it sound like I'm making fun of it, but it was like they, they were did crying. That. Like they, they did were, that before they did the song. Yeah, it was like it was like they passed it was the like they around. got up and like it was like greatest hits. I don't remember that They're at like, all. Remember that song you played? I remember that. What you know? Yeah. Like it was this whole, and then they would go yeah. around around the world and play like all their biggest hits. Yeah, that part was hard for me, that, but. That that set was really hard for me, but it, it was all it, like earlier in the day that the guy had come with like really great word about like not judging the gift that I, like worship I is like a gift that, that word. like is it like the worship is like it's like uh, this gift wrap that like we're presenting yeah, to God yeah and then like yeah, don't ever yeah. judge like somebody else's gift yes, to the Lord yes and then yes. they roll out like. And you know, like, this like coterie of ne'er do wells and the no, like, integrity. And, it was a test. Yeah, it was. it was a test. Like, I tried to pass. Yeah, I still remember. That was the first time I heard of Jeremy Riddle was at that place. No, he was there? No, he wasn't there, but they played his, like, that one song that he, like, it was like a big hit at the time. This was pre Bethel, before he was at Bethel. It was that uh, um, Sweetly Broken, I think. Oh, really? Was the name of the song? I do remember that. They're playing it like in before the thing, and I was like, what is this song? I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. But I had no idea that that was, 
that's, and then we I brought it back of course just because that's what I did is like every song that I heard that we I always liked, bring I would try to back. play it yeah whenever you go to a conference always bring that conference back do you remember we tried to do the um, remember they were doing such cool stuff with big screens and yep. imagery and all that and then they did like this names of God thing at the beginning of the service yes it was like Yahweh oh yeah Shaddai like tried all to do these, all these, and we're like hey wow. let's, let's bring that home and do it so we um so we tried we tried to do it like on our on our little like six foot by six foot screen out there with our video video, video projector that was like like hardwired to a literal dvd player and do you remember that whole thing yes yeah <laughs> and we did it we started the service off and it was like yahweh and everybody's like what's going on right now yeah you know are you guys are you guys tired <laughs> We like looped in at the beginning. Right. Like no, we're the, not tired. We just went to a conference. From Lord of the Rings. Like, I can feel it in the water. Like I like, played that at the beginning. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I knew you were going to do that. And then I remember like hearing these voices going. Do you remember we played uh, the Superman soundtrack? <laughs> yes, in its entirety before, and then we went right into probably uh, Distant Thunder. Yep. <laughs> it wasn't the Superman thing. It was. Uh, it was the uh, the, the the Krypton theme. Is that what it was? It was? Like, yeah, that like da, 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 da. the soaring like strings. Still love that. Yeah, it's it's amazing. There's always these times when you hear something and it, it feels like there's such an anointing on it. And you're like, we should do that at church, yeah. and then you try it, and there's just like but no don't juice on it. Don't do that. Have you ever heard of that um, that that female uh, uh, orchestra? <laughs> the female orchestra. <laughs> okay, band. so no, okay, so. I'm thinking about the story, and that's what, made, that, that's what made me laugh. Yeah, so there's uh, they're called Escala, I think. E S C A L A. Yeah, yeah. And they're like they're like they cover like Radiohead, and yeah, Nirvana. I've, I've and, heard like the Radiohead and Nirvana. Yep. Yeah, and but they're on, on cellos and violins and stuff. So they did some cover of um, now of some classic metal song, but it was like it was. I thought it was so anointed. I was like, but, but I guess that probably the the song itself. But there's no words. I'm. But there's no words to it. I'm just like, this, this is amazing. And it might have been like some sort of ACDC song or something. But mm-hmm. it, so there was a, just enough familiarity for there to be resonance. Right. <laughs> and sometimes we interpret resonance as anointing. And so right. <laughs> I remember I was in um, India with Greg in uh, in Darjeeling, and we um, uh, and I had given that and it was super it was super intense. And the meetings were running super intense anyway. Like those meetings, like at a certain point, like everybody's super polite, but they're just like in their seats are just about to blow up. Yeah. And so that's the, that's the way the meetings were, were running anyway. And I'm like, they had a certain point, like, like well, this meeting's building and, um, and, and I'm going to blast this, this Escala ACDC track. <laughs> awesome. And, um, at that, at the height of when it's, of when it's, of when it's peaking, it wasn't ACD. You'll, you, you, you would know, like. Oh, that's Led Zeppelin song. Is that Led Zeppelin? Like da na na da na na. Yeah. Da na na da na na da na na da na na da na Yep. And so, dude, um, uh, this is just bringing up so many other great stories. But <laughs> sure enough, everything was building, 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 building. Hit the track. Let all the air out of the tire. Yeah. Every, there were, it was just like there was, there was no juice on it. Yeah. So, like, let's, let's, let's never do that again. Let's it's just forget. That, it's a good that, learning thing. Because there were, like, there were, it, it was, 
there's just just this legit kind of thing going you know going on and all of a sudden when that it was like no yep i repented that's good but i when i listened to it because when i was listening to it there in india i was like yeah this is this is for tonight and it wasn't yeah we used to play all kinds of crazy tricks <laughs> with the video it's part of thing, our live worship sets the video thing made me think of uh <laughs> when we, before we had any kind of like any kind of video presentation ability we had just had two um two overhead projector things that's on the area yeah and andrea ran one and carrie ran the other one and like they were like just simultaneously because it was like on the two sides projector gals you know like doing the thing so we were like the transparencies so funny we used to have to pull those transparencies yep i remember um this was when so i mean i don't know how long i had been here and been leading worship here but i was supposed to meet you and chris white here or in the sanctuary and so i was i was i got here early and i was just like walking around the room playing my guitar and just worshiping like walking through the sanctuary like playing my guitar and um you know i don't i think the lights were out but it was daytime and like the windows used to be open so like the you know the sun would just you know it's just filled up the room yeah so i'm like i'm just walking around just singing and had my eyes closed and then i heard um so what i thought was happening was that either you or Chris or both of you had like come onto the stage and seen that I was walking around there mm, and then yeah. jumped off the stage. This one I first heard, like jumped off the stage and then like running up behind me. And then I stopped like right before you got to me and like turned around and was like, ha! And there was nobody there. And I was like, whoa, what's happening? Like that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that story. It was awesome. <laughs> That also, it also was. reminds me of the story when Lori Bakken was standing in the hallway and um, and some, something was walking on this on the roof. Right. You remember that story? Yeah. But the strides were like 15 feet apart. It was like. Right. I love those. I love the stories. Me too. I had this uh, this when the at the beginning of like the apple wine thing when that like all broke out. Mm-hmm. I think it was. I don't know if it was the first week. Because everything was really intense, like that first week, just like physically intense. Because we were just like going nonstop. Yeah, yeah. You know, like every day and then every night. You know, and then I was working full time also. Wow. And so, anyways, just like it was really. Wow. Fun. Yeah. So I don't know if it was the first week or not. Um, it might have been in the second week, but I started um, in the middle of worship. I heard this. Uh, you know, the worship was like going really hard, and like in the whole house is is totally into like everybody's there because of desire right like the whole place is just electric and um and uh then in the middle of worship i heard this really loud sound and it i thought i thought something was wrong i thought something that happened like something was feeding back like crazy or something because it was like so loud that it was like frightening like that that loud you know it was like like so loud and i looked it was like if it was like it was coming from the ceiling and it was just for a second and then it stopped and i you know, it was like mid song, so it just kind of kept going. Like, okay, whatever. And then, um, and then the next day came back and did the same thing again. You know, like we did the you know, same thing, like electric. Everything's like so intense, and do worship in that this re- again, this really loud, high pitched sound. I was like, it's it's definitely coming from the ceiling, but what is it? You know. And then like the next day came back again. You know, this is a Wednesday. You know, it came back again, and it's like, um, it, it, I was like, okay, what's happening? Something's happening. 
you know, like before we went into worship, you know, I didn't say anything to anybody about it. Yeah. And I was like, something's happening. Like, you know, God, is you, you know, are you speaking? Like, what is, what is this? Like what's happening? And so, um, when it, it happened again and then I was like, okay, what was that God? What was that? And he's, and he said, he's like, you're hearing the future. Wow. Like you're hearing something that's coming. Wow. And like, it just opened up in that right when, you know, when he spoke, it was like, it all opened up all in a second in my mind that what was, that it was like, I was, what I was, uh, what I was hearing was, uh, it was like, there was a window that I was standing outside of a window of like a Coliseum, like of a place where like a, you know, like a, yeah. a giant venue, yeah. you know, yeah. like a big, yeah. like 30,000 kind of, <sighs> yeah. And that the window was opening and I was hearing the worship coming out from the inside. It was like, it was wow, just, wow, wow, wow. you know, like, cause it was so intense. Um, and so like, and I actually wait, like, you know, like things definitely intensified here in worship, you know, like, o- like over that, you know, from then until now, but I was, but I was waiting for, cause obviously it was something obviously different. You know, you, there was intensity was only a part of it. You know, there was, it was a different type of sound also. You know, so I kept waiting and at times I, you know, I'd hear different sounds and think maybe that's it. You know, like when, um, you know, when, uh, when Steve started coming, you know, like he had a whole panoply of different types of sounds. And so I wondered if that was maybe if there was something there, Sure, sure, sure. you know, and like, and just some of the stuff that he would do, you know, can, you know, creatively. Um, and so I kept kind of watching and, you know, cause like maybe it's, it, it might not be me. It might be somebody else. Like, I don't know what it is. And it, it was at the, um, and then at the women's conference. So this is like, what, three years have gone by? Yeah, yeah. So at this last women's conference that we just did. Yeah, I, heard, I only heard of that. I heard it's epic. It's um, just crazy epic. You know, like I, um, you know, I had heard this, I had just heard this kind of like, this teaching about how to lead worship so that the presence of the Lord would come, mm. you know, and you know, like, and, and I, and I hated it. I hated the teaching that I heard. And I was like, absolutely opposed, but I had heard it. And I was like, you know what? I just felt like I needed to honor it. Wow. And, you know, especially because I didn't want to, you know, like I was like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm going to honor this thing. And so, um, and so I did like, I, I planned my set list, which, you know, how rare that is. And so, <laughs> You know, like I actually planned it kind of based on this, this kind of teaching or this, like this method. Yeah. yeah. And, um, and in the middle of the first song, it, everything turned, um, like we didn't even get into like the methodology of the, the, of the, te- the teaching or the method, the worship methodology you didn't, get to get into didn't even get into any of wow. it. And it, cause everything took off and I could feel it when it happened. Um, you know, because it's like, I mean, that, cause I, I mean, you know, like I've seen that happen before and I know to move with it, you know, when it's when the, it's when like the body that's there with you, you know, you're leading worship and like the body that's there with you, when they start to kind of take a hold of it and move themselves, you know, then like you go with it, you know, <clears throat> and, or, you know, that, you know, that's not the only way to do it, but like, that's, you know, like, so that's what I did. I went with it and what ended up happening, um, what logistically what happened was that um we went into this like kind of spontaneous song and then i like so in the physical i took i went down to my uh like i have some like a couple of like basic effects that i run on my guitar and i turned everything up all the way 
and then just started and like started playing a single note, building those walls, and then build it, built it up, walls. and then started looping that over and over and over again. So it was like it was like four of my guitars, all like, but they were like this giant reverb, basically. Yeah, and then um, and it, and the and the room was like I was doing that with the room, so I wasn't doing that for them to like respond to. Like I was doing that with them, and that were just you trying like, to it kind went, of recreate that the sound that you'd heard. Years, no, years I wasn't prior. even thinking about it. No, I was just like I was in the moment, and that's kind of what happened. I was going like that is what happened. Yeah, so like it went up and like it it just went. So like there was no, it was just wall of sound. You know, it was just a wall of sound, and it was the people, like mostly ladies. You know, that were like just they were all pushing like the worship team, like looking around at the worship team. They were all just like, you know. See, what made the thing so different was that it was a conference, but but they were not there for Bonnie Shavda. And I think it like, was also, a, it was mostly people from our house. That's what I was going to say. Like, yeah. it, so, because normally people go to a conference to hear the speaker. Mm-hmm. And for this thing, it was almost more about it being a gathering of women to like to go after the presence. Yeah. And Bonnie just so happened to be there. Yeah. And, then, and that was her heart too. Like she was like, yeah, know. Bonnie's amazing. She's so stinking amazing. And like the, her whole message, she got that first night in the worship set yeah. on a new sound and yeah. us being the sound. Yeah. And, you know, so like, I feel like it gives me goosebumps man. for that to happen. <laughs> it's and, like, you know, when that, that, you know, when that all happened, I was like, man, that was great. So this was just me like walking yeah. away from that. Yeah. I was like, because I was really, I went into it thinking like, um, you know, this is a women's conference, you know, and this is like an all dude worship team, you know, and I, and you know, I was just conscious of that. And, um, you know, just whatever, you know, I was just like, I was just conscious of that. And like, because I was honestly, I was like, is this, is this appropriate? Yeah. I was asking that just in myself, like in, not my, just in dudes, my mind, but, but an all dude, all wearing all black and all with beards yeah. and hats on backwards. Perfect. <laughs> you know, you know, very dude, like, you know, and I was just like, is this okay? You know, like, I think it's probably fine. And I had asked to be there because I really wanted to be there with Bonnie. Yeah. yeah you know, cause yeah. like the last time she was here, like I felt like we connected. And so I just wanted to like, you know, I asked if that was appropriate. Yeah. And then it was like, yeah, that's fine. And so, like, that's why I was there. Yeah. So when I walked away from it at the end of the session, I was like, wow, that was great. Like, it was very different. It was great. And then it wasn't until, um, you know, the next night I didn't play. And then and I played Sunday morning after that. So it was like Friday night. And then I didn't play Saturday. And so, like, Carrie, when K- Carrie was here that night. And so she came back. You know, like So the next morning she was like, that was amazing. You know, but like that was kind of it. Like that's all we got to. You know, that right. we were just doing stuff, doing yeah. life. You know, yeah. <clears throat> and then the next day, um, there was all this kind of like something happened, and I was like, "What happened? Like, wow, what happened?" You know. And then like, then then Bonnie calls. You know, like then we did worship, and the same thing happened again. You know, like I was like, I didn't want to. I wasn't going to try to force like a recreation of the thing, although right. it was awesome. But I didn't right. want to try to reforce anything. Right. But it just like it organically came out again yeah and so then i was like is this the sound you know like during that second time i was like is this kind of the sound but i've been waiting for so long yeah you know and and i've stopped like i'm not just gonna like guess and like camp here because i think it is you know but then then for her then for bonnie to call it out like that absolutely yeah Uh, absolutely you know and knowing that i was leaving you know, like that wasn't like really common knowledge right. yet, but knowing that, like I'm knowing that I'm, that I'm leaving soon and I don't know, you know, I don't know what, um, you don't really know exactly what I'm going to be doing. 
you know, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to be doing worship like in a place. I don't know. I just don't know. Right. 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 And so, um, you know, like I have a lot of music that I'm going to be doing like just on my own, you know, like I have a ton of stuff that I haven't, you know, like I'm waiting, like I'm looking forward to kind of like getting alone and like doing all this, this stuff, but I don't know if I'm going to be doing anything anywhere. So, um, I'm like, what is this? You know, like, what does this look like? What's it going to do? Like, is this something I just hand off? Like, do I, can I hand this off? You know, like, what do I do? Like, what's my role here? So it's, um, you know, it's just very interesting. You know, now it's here. Now we're here. Like, we're about to leave. And so, like, what? Three, three two weeks? Y- yeah, like 10 days. Yeah. You know? And so, like, what? Anyway, like, I don't know where that's, you know, where it's going. And, you know, it's not it's not over, you know? Like, it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's it's more than interesting. It's like, it's something profound is happening. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's actually really it's really interesting you seeing that because when I when I think about your transition to LA, I'm just thinking about like the possibility. I'm not, I, I haven't been thinking about it as far as what you're potentially having to lay down. Um, not that I think you will, you know, but there there is that place of you know like how will how will the worship transition? You yeah. know, what will that look like? You don't really you don't really know. But when I look when I look at your transition, I just I just see like this this atmosphere like a new atmosphere and you entering into that into an atmosphere that doesn't exist here in Seattle. Like I just, I just see like opera, like, like, like hands of opportunity, like catch, you know, like, so I would imagine whatever you've been able to do here in Seattle, that as you transition, you'll have those same opportunities and, and much, much, much more probably like just whatever you're holding in your heart, whatever, like whatever's really means a lot to you. Those opportunities are going to, are going to seek you out. I'd, I, I'd imagine. Yeah. I mean, when I came to Seattle, um, I, I had been like touring, like with a band full time for like two years, um, doing worship, you know? And so like, it, it was like, I had, exp- I had a ton of like practical experience. Like, I mean, we were like leading worship like every day, like two or three times a day, you know, like playing gigs, like all over the place. Um, you know, so like I had a lot of that. And so when I came here, and I, I wasn't really like seeking out like doing worship anywhere, but it was like I had done it a lot, you know. And I, I think I, I got at least twice I got called for some reason to come here and lead worship, but for some like for events of some kind, you know. And it was like the I remember the first time that I came here, and it was like the, I think it was Randy Clark, and was doing a conference oh, here. You were here for that? Wow! And, uh, and I was like, I'd never seen anything like that before. Wow! Yeah, I mean, just as like Heidi Baker when the, with the I, I don't remember Lance the, Wall now I don't remember like the the speakers I remember the people on the floor you know like I the, remember the, the atmosphere the environment yeah and, the, and like the people like the worshipers like that's what sticks what sticks out specifically in my mind is Chad, people that were like Chad was here up in front Chad of that thing really that's funny that, on his face he went like he want, had this incredible he's like when he came here in 2011 he's like I've been here before. I had the craziest super. I was riding a white horse with Jesus. I was, you know, you're like, you're like that happened here. I just remember the passion, like the people, like the way that people were worshiping was wow. so wild. Wow. That's what wow. I remember about it. Wow. You know, and then like I came, like I got invited because somehow Greg told whatever. And then I'm, that's when I met Dave Moot. Yeah. Um, Cause he was there and he was like, well, man, you know, like, you, you, you replay you know, this cool guitar and stuff, you know, <laughs> that's pretty good, you know? And then, um, and then that was it, you know? And then I ended up somehow ended up on, on the worship team at, uh, at Casey treats place. And that was there for a couple of years and then came here 
and um and then and then you asked me to kind of play with the band so anyway my point is is that like when i you after know, I came, being on two years with a legit rock band and then you right. and then you came here and i was leading worship from the guitar well and yeah I, that, and, and that, i didn't actually know how to play the guitar happen. i've never known how to play the guitar and yet i was uh Leading worship from the guitar. You gave me that guitar. I know. Later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I traded it for an amp. <laughs> um, well, so, you know, so when I came in, um, like, this was like, you know, as I was playing at Casey Tree's place, I was just like back. I was just a musician on yeah. the team, you know. You're just one of 15 acoustic guitar players. Yeah. And the least, the least skilled, certainly. And, uh, and, and then, you know, coming here, like then I was, now I was like in a place where I was actually leading worship, you know? And so I was like, okay, I know how to lead worship. You know, I know how to do this. And, and I did, you know, like I did have that experience and it was legitimate and real, but it was coming into a new place, into a new environment and new atmosphere, like into a new, totally new people group. Like I didn't know, you know? And so, um, you know, some of the, it was just different, you know? And so like the, what I had done before, like a lot of it didn't necessarily apply atmospherically. Like some of it didn't apply atmospherically sure, or like sure. in, in the environment that we were in, you know? And so, um, so I, like I unlearned a lot of stuff and started doing things like I was, I was responding to the environment that was here and with what was inside me. Right. Like, and so like, it took me a long time to learn how to like really kind of really do that well, you know, ish, you know, and so I think like, I think of like, I think of the transition, that transition, and then like now going to this new place where like, you know, yeah, I think yeah, we're yeah, like, interesting, I, interesting. I have like, I have come to like a level of, a, a level of maturity in ministering, like in ministering with music, you know? Um, but that doesn't mean that like, I just, I'm going to know how to do it in this new environment or atmosphere, you know, like there's something that's. You know, so I have zero expectation of like sure. walking in and being like, "Oh yeah, I know how to lead worship. Yeah, I could lead worship here. Are you ready? Are you ready? You know, just get ready for this." Which that's you cool because we've seen that before. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, that's you know, it's yeah. So it's good not to. It's good not to be. It's good to not to try not to <laughs> be that guy. Yeah, don't do that. Like you know, don't be a jerk. Yeah, <laughs> be humble. Be cool. You know, try. Yeah. Try to not be a jerk. So that's 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 what I'm saying is I'm going to try not to be a jerk. That's good. Go that's good. Rule number one. You know, you could say like you you know as you're just checking out churches and stuff. This always works. Just be like, you like Chris Tomlin, and then be like, and wait for the answer because of course they're going to say yes because everybody loves Chris Tomlin, and be like, you're really going to love me. I promised myself. That you were gonna go there. That I wasn't gonna talk about. Do you have a Do you have a backpack guitar? <laughs> no, I okay. don't get one. I want one actually, like a camping guitar. Oh. And then just you know, like I want a ba- like a baby Taylor, yeah, like the straight body one. I think I'll probably be able to find one in Reading. <laughs> you can find a lot of stuff in Reading. <laughs> get one and just wear it on your back all the time. Give me that guitar with a couple arrows. Give it to me. <laughs> You're gonna to go to ro- Reading just because it's easy to rob people there. You know what I want is a uh, there was a there was a company in uh, in Tacoma called Tacoma Guitars, and I, they're not around anymore. Yeah, but they were made. I so I remember being like a teenager and seeing like ads in the uh, in like guitar magazines for these two guitars, and it was like like now you have like the Baby Taylor and mm-hmm. the Big Baby Taylor, and it's kind of like the lower. I mean, they have high-end versions of both of those, obviously. Yeah. 
um, like high end, very expensive, very nice baby tailors. Like they're like anyway, but this was like a, it was the papoose and something else. The papoose was like a smaller guitar, and it was like you know just like a, it was like the baby tailor is right. Yeah, yeah. And so um, there wasn't a lot like that. You know, they were like student guitars and parlor guitars, but this was just like a mini guitar. And uh, man, I want one of those so bad. I'm just saying that. So if anybody has one, because <laughs> they don't make them. Yeah. They don't make them anymore. Yeah. You know, so there's like, there's a few floating around. What's your Twitter handle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the Manifested Sons. Yeah. Yeah. You know, at, on at Instagram. Manifestedson. Yeah. yeah. JC at com. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, I just, I really want one of those so bad. So it's not really a backpacking guitar. I'd actually have to be really careful with it and like, don't touch it. So but, you just made me think of, so you still, you still making cheese? No, really? No, I I uh, I I made my last sheath a couple minutes a couple minutes a couple of months ago. A couple of minutes ago, mm-hmm. while we were doing the while podcast, we were doing the podcast, I had an oven. Like, I was like, no, click 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 click. I click. don't do that anymore. Click click click. Um, yeah, I sold my last uh, my last three a couple of months ago, or maybe about a month ago, and uh, and I I was gonna just get rid of everything, like all the stuff. Um, like I, 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 uh, turned off the auto renewal on my website. Yeah. Um, I turned off the shop. So like my website's still there. Um, it's still got like content on it. Like, but you can't like all the sales stuff doesn't work. Like none of it clicks through to, to buy. So, um, I was just going to like liquidate everything, like all my tools, everything. Right. Right. Um, but then when it came down to, as I was packing stuff up, I was like, I don't know. Like, so I, like, I, I was able to pack like everything up into like a pretty big sized, was there not a, you know, oh, so you are going to take it with it with you to LA. Yeah. I mean, it's in a box. Yeah. You know, like the tools, you know, like some of this stuff, like a lot of the tool, like a lot of the things that I've used to make the stuff I invented, you know, it was like, it didn't exist. You know, like I figured out how to do things. That's awesome. Like That's I made incredible. tools or like molds or like production things. But then the other stuff that like, a, you know, like power tools and stuff you can get anywhere. You know, so I'm, I should have got, got you to make a sheet for my sword, the one that I keep here in the office, because I'm always, I can't wear it. Now, <laughs> did you not? I mean, would you be <laughs> would you be able to sell sell the business? Is is because I just think of like your beautiful, just the beautiful brand and everything that you yeah. established, and just and also it seemed like. Like at a certain point, you had to actually intentionally slow things down because you couldn't keep up with the with the demand. Yeah, that's true. It's, well, that's what I mean. Like, I haven't. I mean, I haven't spent a lot of time, really, any time talking to father about it. Yeah. You know, I just i I did feel like it was going to be something that I was going to lay down. Okay. Um, but I didn't know whether or not I was going to let it be dead. Yeah. You know, and so um, so I've packed all this stuff up into a box. You know, so it's. Cool. And we'll take it with us. Cool, cool, cool. You know, I mean, if I, yeah, if, yeah, you know, explored that question so many times. <laughs> like, what would I do? Yeah, it seems How like, would I do it? Seems like knives wouldn't really be that big of a thing in L.A. <laughs> like, it well, doesn't seem like there really be a knife scene there. I'm sure there is. Okay. Um, there's like an underground. I'm sure there is because yeah. there's because um, the you know like the people in like my the market was military first mm. responders okay hunters and then like adventurers and then then this other other 
you know, this kind of tactical crowd. Yeah. You know? Right, right, right. And so, um, but the majority of the business was, was all this other, like, you know, legitimate users, mostly like, you know, military and first responders. So a lot of police, a lot of firemen, a lot of like, you know, a lot of military people. Um, and most of it was not in the state here. You what know, about a lot of true, it was like, like, kind of like, um, zombie apocalypse people, like, especially just with your brand. Yeah. And that's stuff. the other, that's the other. Yeah. You would think At that, first, the other was pretty big. This is you know, like, think. You'd yeah. think like, man, just the brand, the thing, just everything. Because yeah. at the time, this was like pre-Walking Dead show. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like when I first rolled out with that, that was right. before The Walking Dead was, it was a comic. You know, the comic yeah. was out, but there yeah. wasn't a show. There was no, you know, I mean, there was stuff like, you know, there was stuff in the in the culture. I think like at the time, what was the one with, uh, the one in set in London, 28 Days Later or something like that? Yeah, was that it? Was that in London, right? Yeah, so that would come out like two thousand, right? Yeah, so it was like two thousand two, two thousand three. Okay. Um, uh, no, it wasn't. It was later. It was two thousand, like two thousand nine, two thousand eight. It was that late. I, I think so. Oh, really? Yeah, because it was right around when I went when I went to Amazon. That's when it all came out. That's when I started doing that. Huh? Because I had this. It's because I had an experience. Because I had an experience at a concert. Like the thing where, yeah, was, was it a coin? Yeah, yeah. The guy, the the military guy, gave me his like his his drop his drop coin. You have the best concert stories. It was it was an amazing concert. How's your heavy metal son doing? <laughs> you should tell that story. I know that story. Yeah, you should tell that story. That, that, I love that story. Yeah, I went to a show uh, at the Showbox in Seattle, and a friend a friend of mine that I hadn't seen in a while he invited me, and I went just really just to kind of hang out with him. And so, and because I did not have, I had heard of the headliner band. It's like a big band, but I wasn't into the band at all. Um, but I went and hung out and like, you know, was chatting with this guy. And then during intermission, I walked out, you know, walked out front. So like right on to uh, First Avenue there and just walked up and started talking with this random guy, you know, about whatever. And then I heard from behind me um, this conversation, you know, this conversations all around, but I heard from behind me, this guy say, um, you know, so I never knew my dad because he left when I was, uh, you know, a, a, like a really little. And so I just like, zoop, like turned right around to that. And I was like, did you say that you're, I was like, I'm sorry. Like, did you say that your, your dad, like a man in you when you were little? And he's like, yeah. I was like, can I, I mean, is it okay if I ask, you know, like just interested, like where are you at today? Like, I mean, it's, you know, you're saying this, you know, it's, we're outside of like a metal show. And you're throwing that out, like, just how's that, like, you know? And so, like, soft, you know, I didn't want to, like, step on this guy, you know? And he yeah, was yeah, being yeah. and he was being kind of raw. And so he just, he was talking about this. And I asked about his relationship with his mom. Like, it's awesome. Like, all this stuff. Like, there's no, he's like, no, I don't miss my dad. You know, like, you know, like, obviously that was there. Like, he was very thoughtful. And, so, you know, like, so it was like, okay, cool. Like, oh, wow. Like, that's interesting. And so, like, then I was like, hey, can I say something to you? And he's like, yes. I was like, well. I was like, you know, like I'm a dad. Like I have, you know, I have five kids, and uh, you know, as a father, I would like to apologize to you for leaving you when you were just a baby. And he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm, I'm so sorry that I left you, that I abandoned you there. You know, like it, I, I'm sorry, and I'm, it's amazing to see, like, what you've grown into, like the man that you've become. You know, and I was like, and, and I'm sorry." Like, please forgive me. And, you know, like, I'm going to just bless you. Like, you know, like you're, you're a, you're a man, you're a strong man. Like he was, you know, and so he's like, 
what's happening? The other like it was like clearing out. The space was clearing out. You know, like and like the heaviness of the presence of the Lord was there. It was just great. You know, and he was like, "Wow, man, that's awesome. Thanks." You know, hugs. You know, it's amazing. Went back into yeah, the show. Amazing. Um, and he had mentioned, he, you know, like, and that was it. Like, I just like left it, you know, I was like, so what are you doing now? Like you're in a, you know, and he's, he's in a band, you know, like all this stuff. And so I went back into the show and, uh, kind of intending to leave, you know, like, okay, I'm done. Like it's the headliners about to play and it's like, it got more packed, but then I walked in and I just something, I don't know why I just kind of like pivoted instead of going over to where my, the guy that I came to hang out with. Where he was sitting, I turned and walked right into the middle of like the of the right in front of the stage, and so like I went like right up into the pit, which like you know what I don't, I don't need to do that anymore. Like I'm fine, <laughs> right? I don't need to go to the pit. Like I'm I love metal. I can't believe they're still I'm pits. totally fine. Yeah. Oh yeah. And it was and it was rambunctious, you know. And so um, luckily it wasn't the kind of show where people like really really want to hurt each other. Right. You right. Know? Right. And so. Um, thankfully for me you know yeah, it wasn't you know yeah. but i walked into that and like i walked in and somebody you know like i walked right into the pit and this guy like moshed right into me and i just kind of grabbed him and threw him on his way yeah and then somebody else kind of ran to me and it was like it was like they were like somebody's throwing people and so like and so like suddenly like <laughs> people are like bouncing over to me and yeah. I'm grabbing and then i look over and this guy i reach down to pick somebody up off the ground and to throw them up in the air. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw them up in the air. Yeah. And I look over and it's this guy, the kid, the guy that I talked to outside. And um, and he's like, it's my heavy metal dad. And I'm That's like, come on, awesome. son. And so we picked this guy up and threw him up. And so he's like surfing on top of the thing. So then, um, and then that was, then I was like, okay, now I'm done. Yeah. And so then yeah. I left. But And so then um, I had like taken down on my phone when he was going to have a show. So you administered to him and then you like saved him. From getting crushed in, yeah. a, in a mosh pit, he's like, "That's my heavy metal dad." That's, That's my heavy so metal awesome. dad. Yeah. And so then a few weeks later, um, he had a show lined up, and I went to the place where they were having, where he had this is a little venue, you know. And I went and I walked in, and he was like, "On purpose." Yeah, to I go went see his band. Yeah, I went there to see his band, and he's like, "That's awesome, guys! Look, it's my heavy metal dad." And I was, he's like, "I can't believe he came here." I was like, "Why wouldn't I come with my son? Like, I'm so excited to see your band play." You know, and he was like, "Whoa!" Like, it really took it to this like another level you know with him and so that's um, incredible you know he's like well you really want to be a part of my life and i was like i do want to wow. be a part of your life so wow. you know like, wow um you know so like that was really that was really something yeah i love that story yeah yeah it's such a cool story <laughs> father it made me totally think of do you remember um when you and i went to the jack frost conference together yeah yeah um and jack was doing that with people do you remember that from like a mother it was a I thought he was doing like a mother, like from a mother. Oh, he was. That's what I remember. Like I, because I went up and he like had laid you, down on top of me. No, I didn't. I don't remember that at all. Yeah. Had you been exposed to like that hardcore of a father mm-hmm. message before? This is interesting. So no, like not like that. But I found out. So when I when we when we hit that, like I completely immersed myself in his like in his teachings and his method. I mean, and it totally took me to this other level that I didn't realize like I was art, like that's where, like that was meant to, to happen for me. And like it totally turned me into this, like, and it just kind of nudged me in this other, like, and along the same path that I was already on, you know, towards father and this very father thing, you know? Um, but yeah, I remember listening to his tapes, like walking down the streets of Seattle and just getting like, 
like listen to it over and over and over and over again. And then finally something would hit me and I would like almost pass out like on the street in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. So the reason that's funny is that like um, I found like listening to this like like a bootleg tape of, <laughs> of, of a Jack Frost meeting where he's talking to ministers. It's not like a, a like an open conference, like a minister's conference. And he was talking about, I can't remember the dude's name now, but essentially like where he got the 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 whole like the revelation of like of the the of like the father's heart he got it from like he it came from someone else and the person that he got it from he imparted it to um is it jack deer like uh well, i can't think of his name right now it's ridiculous the founder of ywam Lauren, Cunningham, Lauren, Lauren Cunningham. Cunningham. He and so like he imparted it to him. Really, and at, this is what Jack Frost said that after that, after he like after that man showed this to Laurel Cunningham, that's when he had his vision of of like all the like the the the, the vision that founded YWAM. Really, yeah. So like so YWAM like in a sense was founded on this revelation Birth of, of the Father Heart of the Father Heart of God. Yeah, because they I know that's. They, Fan, that's amazing. They do a whole father's heart thing as part of their yeah, DTSs, and yep. yeah, yeah. Or at least it was when I went there. Yeah, Dean Sherman doing it. Did, did that. Yeah, um, I actually have those tapes. I have Dean Sherman's tapes about that. Like that's when I that's heard amazing. that. That's amazing. I never mm-hmm. heard that before about Wyoming. So anyway, yeah, that was a. It was. That was pretty was, good. That was a pretty short rabbit trail. Yeah, man. I just remember being like, "Gil, where are you taking us now?" Like we just done like the cleansing streams retreat. Yeah, and um, and now she's taking us to this. And I just remember being, it was. It was it was so deep. It yeah. was so impactful that me and my adolescence didn't know how to handle it. Mm. I just remember thinking, if Jack did, like if Jack if he approached me out like and 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 just tried to walk me through process like 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 he was walking other people through, I don't think I would have had that. I don't know how how I respond. Greg daily got so impacted by yeah. Jack Frost's ministry. Yeah, he did. And I remember that Greg was was doing that kind of identification repentance. Yep. Standing in the gap uh, from for dads. And I remember I was pretty close to the front row. I might have been on the front row. And I just remember like praying like God, don't. I can't handle that. Like, yeah. I I don't know how I'll be able to handle that. Yeah. Um but actually that's part that's why I'm here is cuz Gail stood in the gap, you know, not right. not as a father, you know, but as on behalf of the church and so that is so powerful in fact i remember one time i did it with my uncle and like my my uncle um was never he was raised in church but completely turned his back on the church god like god everything like he he was anti-god and he plays piano yeah anti-god yeah. and anti-church mm-hmm. and um and this is not that long ago this is like 2015 2014 somewhere in there he's at our house he had to pick something up and my dad my dad's there and in in my uncle, if um if you said anything about Jesus or anything, because people witnessed to him his whole entire life, he was like the black sheep of the family. Right. If you said anything about God, he would he would cuss you out. He didn't care who you were. Right. Like he he cussed out he Gail. Was done. He was done. done with it. Like yeah, just don't. Yeah. Like just don't. You know. And for whatever reason, we're sitting there at our dinner table, and 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 somehow stuff started coming up, and um, and I started sharing with him some of the sozo stuff. It's like if you have issues with with your own dad, you're gonna have issues with the father. If you have issues with your own siblings, you're gonna have issues with Jesus. Right. With your mom, you're gonna have issues with the Holy Spirit. And um, he's like, "What?" 
like he was so he was so curious it was so like anti-religious right he, he started asking questions i was like look at the relationship you had with your dad with my grandpa like that was severe like in the in the, there are judgments there he let me talk to him that you know yeah and then i then i then i started doing what you did with your with your heavy metal son yeah well, i was like hey so I, I was like i'll stand in the gap for your dad who's not around anymore and so and so i started going into it and he started he's like what are you doing He's like, what are you doing right now? Like, I don't get that. You haven't done anything. But, you know, I don't know the significance of that for him. Mm-hmm. He let me kind of finish. He's like, yeah, of course. You know, but um, he he's come around, man. Like, he's not he's not like an evangelist or like an intended minister or nothing. Mm-hmm. But he came completely. He came completely around. His wife got healed of cancer. Wow. Like, he's not, he's not anti-God anymore. He's not anti-Jesus anymore. Like, he's actually really open. So there's, man, it's so powerful, this whole thing of like mm-hmm. the character and nature of God as father. And- yeah. I was, when I was, I mean, those, you know, there was a time period where I was really digging into that, um, you know, into Jack Frost stuff and listening to all the stuff like over and over again and trying to kind of like process it. Cause honestly, it's so enormous, you know, like it's, it's not, it's like, it's very, it's, it's really straightforward and simple really. Yeah. But it's so enormous. It's so different, you know, or at least it was different for me. Like I didn't see God that way. I mean, that was how I, that's when, when God came, when I, God came to me and, you know, on August 11th, 1996, you know, and like, it was like, you know, spoke to me. I was concerned that I couldn't do it because I couldn't live up to his expectations. Wow, wow, you know, like wow. that was my whole thing. And I had come to the place where I understood that, you know, and I was like, I'm saying no, because, um, you know, like I'm, I don't, I'll just disappoint you again, you know? And, and he revealed himself to me as a father, wow. like that you, wow. like, I love you cause you're my son. Wow. And I was like, what? Like I, I could just barely grab onto that, but that changed everything for me. And so coming off, you That's know, awesome. through this, all this, you know, it was always for, for me, it was always, those always like father, 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 father. That's where he was really speaking to me in that way. And so when Jack Frost stuff came up, like you know like i was i was going to college at the time and so i was like riding the bus back and forth like i lived with greg and mary daly you know in their house like you know we were married like living in their house and you know that's great and and uh you know so but i i remember um like things would just like magnets like people like like magnets would just like like come to me and like i wouldn't approach anybody like i wasn't approaching anyone people were coming to me and saying like i was at a i was at a bus stop a crowded bus stop one morning at like eight o'clock in the morning on a business day you know so it's like it's crowded it's raining so we're like under the bus cover and the whole thing's packed with like all these people getting ready they're going to seattle go to work and um i'm like listening to music in my headphones and i see motion out of the corner of my eye and look on the other side of the bus little shelter this guy is like pushing through all the people coming and i was like he's he's coming to me he's like he's looking at me i was like okay so i just took out my headphones and like put them in my pocket i'm like what's up you know and he's like hey man are you a preacher i'm like sure sure i'm a preacher and uh and yeah. he's like and he's like well you know last night i met my uh my real father my birth father for the first time He's like, I'm in my 40s, you know, and I just met him for the first time. And he told me that he never, he was like, a total stranger, total stranger. And he's like, I, I met my birth father for the first time last night. And he told me that he, he, he left because he never wanted to see me again. He didn't want to see me now. And I was like, you know, um, 
you know, but your, your real father's not like that at all. You know, and I just start telling him, he's like, he's breaking down, he's weeping. People are like, you can't, the only way to get away from us would be to step into the rain. And so people are like forced to kind of watch this. Wow. Hardcore, you know, and I'm like, father, you know, like your father loves you, you know, like you are his son and he is so happy with you. Like he isn't disappointed, you know, like all this stuff. And he's just like snot. You know, like he's like just going crazy. And, you know, we got on the bus and we continued the conversation until like I got off the bus. And I was like, all right, man, you know, like, you know, like I'm, I'm done with you now. But like, you know, like clearly something's happening with you. Like, you know, and then um, I don't know. It wasn't much longer, much, much later than that. Like maybe a week later, I was sitting in front of another bus stop uh, in front of the in front of the key arena. And uh, just sitting there, my, again, listening to music. Like, there's a bunch of other people, like, all going their way. And, and this um, this group of First Nation guys come up, maybe 10 of them. And uh, it, it seemed, like, I'm guessing they were drunk. I mean, they were, like, they're pretty, like, wobbly and they're yelling and stuff. And they came up and, like, drove everybody <laughs> away from the bus stop. But I was like, I'm not leaving. This is my bus stop. Like, I'm going to work. I'm not right, getting right, right. And so, uh, so I sat there and then they kind of, I just sat there. I had my sunglasses on. I had like my headphones in. And I was just like, you know, just sat there and like, just let it wash over me. And they didn't touch me. So that eventually they took off except one dude stayed. And he was like, just double down. You know, he's like, just cussing me out. And, um, and, uh, and I wasn't saying anything. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get beaten up here. Like, I, you know, like, I'm like, okay, what do I do? You know, like, what do I do here? And so like, father, you know, do you, you know do you want to do something here and then the guy starts saying so then this guy's like you don't understand um you know the importance of our culture you know like we're going to um you know we're going to a smokehouse you know because we're going to go you know have this experience and like all this and he's like and you don't have any understanding of what that's like you know you don't understand our culture our culture is so important you know and like you have no idea like you know because you're like i mean you know he's calling me all these names and so he's like going on and on and on and he's getting closer and closer to me, spitting in my face. And so like I took off my sunglasses and I was like, you know what I know? That if you was don't this at night? No, it was in the day. Oh, I was, it was wondering like if you it, were wearing sunglasses at night. Nope. I would I do, of course. It was, it was at, raining. At this time, no. It was, yeah, okay, got it. It was right. overcast. All right, all right. You know, and I took off my sunglasses and I was like, I do know that if you don't know who your father is, you can't know who you are. Whoa. And he was like, stops. And then he's like and then sat down on the thing next to me and started crying. Wow. And then all the other guys immediately were like, what? You know, like, what'd you do to our friend? And he's like, no, no, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's fine. Wow. You know, and he's like, you you do understand. That's what he said. Yeah, he's like, you do understand. And I was like, yeah, man. The bus pulled up. And I was like, all right, man. Peace. <laughs> like, Peace. <I'm> out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, but like that was happening. That's ha- that was happening all the time. Like it happens now. It happens all the time. Yeah. You know, because people are like, you know, because there's something about it, you know, like there's something about like wanting, cause I do, I want, like, I want that. Like I want it for myself, you know, like I want like father, I want you know to be in your heart, you know, like, um, you know, and it's like, it's it like, it's, it's radiates out of, out, you know, like other people, like there's a hunger for that, you know, cause it's still rare. It's still pretty rare that like that father, you know, it's just kindness, right? Yeah, absolutely. Kindness draws you in. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's that's really really interesting. That was, that was super heavy. No, it's awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's really interesting because um, the way that parenting styles change when you look at like you know the 
the World War II generation, mm-hmm. the builders, and then their 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 sons. There was a lot of friction there, and then you look at like the 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 boomers with like the Xers, and like the the, the boomers are doing everything possible to not be like their dads, mm-hmm. you know. And um and then there's and then there's so you see this like almost like this grace coming or something you know escalating with each kind of generation because world war ii generation the greatest generation right like is what they've been called heroes total total heroes but because of what they did for our country and everything they they lack that that like that 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 ability to connect intimately i know i'm speaking huge general stereotypes over but then you see the how that led to even the exers with with their kids and, and, and the millennials and this, just this place of how important it is to have like that place of intimate connection mm-hmm. and, um, and the level of involvement like that I have with my kids right. is so rat and that you have with your kids is so radically intense. Yeah, very different. It's not that we love our kids anymore, but th- like, like then, then our parents loved us, but it's like, um, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> But like the 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 execution of love is far more involved. I mean, it's it's really interesting. I like that phrase too. What's that? The execution of love. Is that what I said? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. I'm gonna write that down. Listen, hashtag. Yeah. Right there. That'll be the name of this podcast. Yeah. But it yeah, it's, it's really it's really interesting. It is. It is because it's not, and it's not just it's like it's, it's all over the place. You know, it's all over the place. It really is, right? Yeah. Like you see it in. So, man, some of the most power like there's so many incredible, powerful father son moments that have been coming out in movies mm-hmm. for like the last ten, fifteen years. I just think of even um, Boiler Room, right, right. man, or uh, The Gift. Yeah, like that the same guy, like Giovanni Ribisi, also he yeah, was in Boiler Room. He was in The Gift. Yeah, is a kind of a side character, an important side character. But like his whole thing with his father, that whole thing, like the blue diamond. Yeah, that was like that's, that's super old. That's right? why I can't actually officially recommend that movie, but <laughs> especially not the blue diamond part. But like, yeah, it was so intense. Like that whole scene that played out later with him, with him and his father. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 It's because it was at the core. It was kind of the core of his personality. Was it revolved around that whole thing, and then how he took it in his own hands and yeah, and dealt with it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go back and watch. When did that movie come out? I don't know. And it, it was is uh, that 90s? No, no, it was in the thousands. Huh? In the aughts. Yeah, it, I, I forgot that he was that, in that the later was... aughts. Really? Yeah, and Keanu Reeves was like the bad guy, but it was really. The, it was I was really I was wondering Kinnear how long was it was really going to be. Guy. I was going to wait. I was wondering how long it was going to be before Keanu Reeves came up. Yeah, it, can't, called, it and, can never be long. Actually, so podcast went for a lot. Long. I was just gonna keep. We were just gonna keep going until, until Keanu, Keanu, until Keanu Reeves came up. Yeah, Keanu or the Keanu the Cat. What's his new movie? John the Wick. Yeah, you you into those? Well, no, but he's in this other movie though. He's not a star of it, but he's in this other Netflix movie. He's like a co 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 star. Oh, what's the name? What's the name of it? I don't know. I watched the trailer for it last night, and it was like a it's a rom com. What's that? Rom- a romantic comedy. Oh, rom-com. Sweet. <laughs> I haven't heard that. It's a rom-com. Yeah. It's yeah. a romantic comedy. Yeah. I know I'm entering into... I don't like know if this... I'm going to watch that. 
I think the trailer was enough. I got enough out of it. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it looked vaguely funny. There's only a few things I think on like, okay, I'm not even going to go there. Just um, found out that the, about these marathons. Jared was telling me about these. Mar- you know, Jared just got done running that. Yeah. Dude, I hadn't seen Jared in a couple weeks. Dude, he lost like 50 pounds. Of course. Just like, I was like, Jared, oh my God, you okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a mortal man like that. I'm like, Jared, Oh my goodness! Like, like he's lost so much weight. Yeah, and then which uh, he didn't need to. I, no, not at all. And then Daniel, I don't know if you know Daniel very well, Catherine's husband. He he's been he's been on keto. He wasn't that big of a guy. Okay. So Jared's super skinny. Um, Daniel's super skinny, and then um, David. He just got he got Sammy Robinson's workout machine off of Kickstarter. Like an actual machine. Well, did you ever hear about that whole thing with with Sammy Robinson? And, like the singer. No, uh, you know Sammy that came here uh, during Apple One Awakening. Sammy Davis Jr. His dad is Charlie Charlie Robinson. Oh yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Charlie. He got into this thing, this like with the his milk uncle. and the butter and the butter and the cream. Yeah, that's Sammy Robinson. Uh, <laughs> um, David got his workout machine. Okay, and David's really been bulking up. So man, I was with all these guys. Man, I just felt like I was completely. Um... But anyways, Jared tell, was telling me about this uh, <laughs> about this uh, these marath- they're called the Barkley marathons. Okay. Do you know about this? Like Charles Barkley? No. <laughs> I'm impressed that you <laughs> That also takes me back to the story when we played basketball together. Do you remember that? You made fun of my shoes. <laughs> I made fun of your dribbling. And I'm like the worst <laughs> basketball player ever. No, not that day. <laughs> not that day. Yeah, there's a there's a documentary called um Where Dreams Go to Die. And it's it's on YouTube. Have you heard about this? Like these Is it about um, my experiences in PE class in high school. <laughs> it's crazy, dude. These guys, they, they go on an un- uncharted route running through the woods um, to find these books attached to trees. They, they were planted there like on purpose. Yep, and and they have a bib. Not and they have to find the page number um, for their bib. And the elevations, like um, going up Everest two times maybe three times like the amount of elevation that they cover over the course of three days um and you don't get to sleep so uh, you, you have to go three days without sleep running through an uncharted territory finding these books covering that elevation um and so these guys are getting um, scraped up by sticker you know and they're doing it at night you know what i'm saying with a little, he- with a little headlamp and, and it's a documentary on like this basically this impossible mission that just like 15 people have, have, have completed it over the course of however, however many years every year they switch it up they add new and it was just really it's crazy and it's called Where Dreams Go Tonight yeah you should totally watch it I mean it, and, and we are podcast. I, I always keep forgetting throughout this conversation that we're actually podcasting this thing there is some language I keep, I keep remembering <laughs> there is some language in the documentary um, but it's it's uh, you know so it's for mature audiences but it's it's crazy. I had no idea that this kind of stuff actually existed. This podcast is for mature audiences. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the one I did with Bobby. This particular one, at least. <laughs> I was like, if I could have to put an, a, an E on the one I did with Bobby. <laughs> e for everyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, 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 that's an amazing documentary. But... So, L.A., LA two weeks yeah awesome and you got some gigs lined up there like some some voice voiceover type stuff that no not I mean not exactly 
Um, I have. Um, oh, it's the whole thing that you gotta gotta get there first, and then then and yes. then, you, then you start going through the proper protocol. with, yeah. with that. Industry. Yeah. Some some there's nothing like there's nothing written down. Sure. You know, I've had a couple of like good strong conversations. You know, so like I'm, um, you know, I have a, I have like a, some assumptions based on those conversations, and like I have no reason to doubt that it would go through. Like he was, it was all it's all really good. You know, the man that I've been talking with down there, um, but no. You know, no jobs yet lined up. Um, although I did just do my first Disney work, so really, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it is amazing. Yeah, it was amazing how it all. It's it's all been amazing. Like I don't, even, you know, it's all been really amazing. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be crazy to be. Um, I, I never really thought about this before. That I was chatting with Titus when he was here, and he was talking about just the um, uh, the environment there. Because he was here in Seattle, and then they they moved back, and right. this guy's first feature they, that he's working on, yeah. And uh, but he was just talking about how like the, like there, it's like everybody is like fiercely intentional in like in uh in that whole entertainment kind of kind of scene, not in a negative way. He's like it's actually really kind of like exciting and in- inspiring. I know there there can be a negative side of it when yeah. because of the competition and stuff, depending on what you're trying right. trying to do. And if and I also think that there's probably a spirit in that like a spirit of competition or a spirit of jealousy that, that you can probably engage with without even maybe jealousy, really, certainly without even re- realizing it maybe, mm-hmm. but it was like, that's not in him. So for him, it was right. like, it's like an inspiring because there's like this intent and, and I, and I, I don't think he used that language at all, but that's how I translate. And I thought that caused me to look at LA in a completely different set of lenses. What do you mean? Can you define what you mean? Like with the, there's there's like this intent to create entertainment almost in the atmosphere because of the oh, yeah. because of the quantity of content that's being created there and just the magnetic pull um that that it has there for for everything from filmmakers directors you know actors um i thought that was really i thought that was really because we were talking about the independent film scene yeah and like how how that's making a, a huge comeback right now because it's always kind of like a swinging pendulum mm-hmm. sometimes and um and I just thought, man, to me, LA has never seemed that that appealing to me, you know, because um, I just I only think of it through the lenses of like competition, jealousy. Everybody's got like their headshots, like you know, that's how I've typically um, right. kind of thought of LA. But thinking of that, there are these, and I'm hearing the same things about Austin, about like it's like a yeah, it's like a cre- it's like a hub for creatives, and that doesn't mean like podcasters, musicians, screenplay mm-hmm. writers. It's like people are being drawn to these to these um regions and man that's 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 radically spiritual right like i think too that there's i mean there's a lot of um there's there has been this has been a thing for like a few years but i think now it's even it's getting bigger and bigger that there's a there's a um you know there's the suck for more creative you know for like stuff that they there's a need for it because there's you know really big players in the field right now um, that have like the, you know, just, you know, Apple now stepping into like doing creative, you know, content creation, you know, with their like TV thing, like they're going to be like another Netflix, right? Like, I know about that. Yeah. The, Apple just announced that they're going to start this interesting kind of thing. It's similar to Netflix, right? Interesting. And then like Amazon obviously is doing something already. Well, they're and trying to Google is gonna, you know, like all <laughs> yeah. these different groups yeah. are like, are, are creating content. And, um, and then of course Disney, you know, so there's this, but what that's done what that's done is like that's kind of like thrown a lot of like the pricing models sideways, you know, because now there's this there's a lot more creative, but a lot of it is like really 
quick turn. Yeah, right, stuff, right, right, right. Netflix is like producing so much stuff. And it's, it's crazy. A lot of whatever. And like it's just producing a lot of content. Yeah. And so and a lot of it's like just kind of fast. It gets in and it's out. Yeah, right. You know, and so um, that's like that's all happening. So like pricing models are changing, which means that um, which means that the agencies models are changing, which means that their talent is changing. And that's writing talent, acting talent. Changing for the know, better? Changing. Changing. Okay. All right. And, um, you know, like those are just a big, a huge writing, uh, a writer's uh, um, strike. I don't know if you heard about that, uh-huh. but like basically the the guild, like the the writer's guild commanded all of the their members to fire their all their agents. Really? And like 98% did. Like all the writers for like, TV, movies, everything. Like they all fired their really their agents. Yeah, there was only a few that didn't, and they were very publicly like, "Here's why we didn't do that." And but then that also means that they're out of the guild now. So like, and be, wow. you, to, and to, wow. you can't wow. you can't produce like if you you know the way that all those guilds work is that like you can't produce stuff without you have to use a guild member if you don't then they'll just like blacklist you like it's you just can't do it that's amazing so anyway so there's a lot of things that things that are that are changing and so there's there's even like there's even a bigger thirst for more creative now because all these simultaneously all these companies like want not they don't want just more creative they want like the best creative like everybody wants like the best you know like today right today is like the last is like the final episode of Game of Thrones forever. Like okay. it's, the, it's over. Today's the end. Okay. And, um, you know, I was just reading, like, I knew that a few of these things, these projects were coming, but like, uh, like now that this is ending, everybody's like wanting, like is publishing that, okay, we're jumping on the same kind of the big fantasy world kind of thing. And like, there's a, there's a Chronicles of Narnia series coming. Really? There's uh Amazon. I've known this for like a year, like, but Amazon's doing a Lord of the Rings television series. Really? Yeah. There's, I, like, there's Amazon's doing it. Yeah. Hey. All right. Yeah. You know, whatever. So yeah. like there's, but there's several, like there's several different like things. Everything that, are, like, that Amazon's done has been, uh, not everything, maybe not their fashion wing, but like, it seems like. Amazon, they're executing stuff with such excellence, except for when it comes to their media. Like some of it, I mean, just as far as like not even the the quality of the shows, but yeah. just the platform. Yeah, you mean for like the, the user experience, like just going yeah, through. You got to go click, 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 click. Yeah. You know, versus like Netflix just redid their whole interface again. I think last week with their with their most recent update. Mm-hmm. I'm always the last person to update, though. Maybe it happened a month ago, but I was like, man, they just updated again, and it's cooler. Yeah. Well, sorry, little rabbit trail no, there, but yeah, Netflix. I mean, like the Netflix, uh, you know, like the director or whatever of, of UI for Netflix is like a, he's like a TED Talk kind of guy. Like he's like he's he's written books about like how oh, about really? user interface. Like really? yeah, I saw really? him speak a couple times when I was at Amazon. Yeah, sure. I, I love I love how they have it laid out. Yeah. But keep going. You're, so you're just talking about the quality of content and the the amount of like content creators. Yeah. So there's just, quantity because they need like you know I mean everybody's got like their own TV shows or their shows, their movies, their whatever. Yeah. You know, and then um, and then obviously everybody wants to have the one that everybody wants to watch. You know, because it's now you're not paying for the content anymore. You're paying for the platform. Right. 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 You know, and so. Um, yeah, it's just it's really interesting. So you know, so going down there and in that, into that atmosphere, um, you know, I don't, I don't really know how you know, and I don't, I mean, I don't have a lot of personal knowledge of the of the of the um, you know the, of that whole scene, 
you know, like I'm total, I'm a total noob, like really when it comes in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I can't remember every person's name that like directed and produced all these things. And like everybody that like when I walk into a room and it's all, all these people, you know, like yeah. actors and producers and stuff, like they know everybody and like this person and that person worked on that show and like this and that and the other. Like I'm like, you know, Andy Griffith, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, like that was cool. Yeah. You know, like I'm doing voice impressions. People don't even know their names, you know, and you know, it's just, it's interesting. That is coming. That is coming the territory. Yeah. I mean, I think you're photographic once you get into something. I mean, you yeah, just, you just retain everything, man. That's true. Yeah. But you know, so, so yeah. So, I mean, I'm going there and I, you know, I've met this man. He's like, he's, he is walking me in through doorways. I mean, he's like walking me through doors. That's amazing. Which is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And, uh, I mean, he... He's, you've had some incredible people really vouching for you and coaching you. Yeah. Like, people that really know their stuff. Yes. People that are radically competent in this industry. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I I was introduced to a man that, um, you know, that we, you know, we know this guy. We think that you, you know, you might get along with him, and he could probably help you, if, you know. And uh, I went to meet with this guy, and I actually asked the Lord on the way to this to meet him if he... Um, you know, I was like, is it a, you know, you know, father, is it appropriate for me? Do you, to you, is it appropriate for me to ask this guy to help me find an agent when I get to Los Angeles? And, uh, I didn't just, I didn't hear anything, you know, just like nothing. So I was like, okay, well, I've, the question's out there and we'll just see what happens. Yeah. And so when I got to the place where I was me- meeting him at, and I was in this, you know, that was in a class that he was teaching. And, uh, when I got there, he was sitting outside waiting for me and uh to get there because i i think i was late i didn't know that i was but that's incredible yeah so like um here when it happens and uh anyway it started at 10 (laughs) a.m but that was a pre pre meeting at 9 30 like i didn't know anyway okay i just didn't read the email yeah so i just anyway so i showed up at 10 so i got there and he's like oh um you know i'm glad you're here you know we're waiting for you and he's like you know i was having um i was having uh dinner with you know, with the owners of the studio here last night, and they told me you're a Christian. I was like, yeah, yeah, I am. He's like, oh, so am I. Wow. Like, awesome. Uh, and he's like, yeah, wow. I go to such and such a church. And I was like, oh, I go to this church. And, you know, what do you do? And this and that. And these are kids and, like, all this stuff, you know. And, um, you know, and I don't really know a lot about the guy, you know. And, um, That's like, like, I didn't, like, I didn't know that he was in the Lego movie and that he was in the Incredibles and that he was like the voice he did like all the voices for like Buzz Lightyear and like I didn't know like all this stuff about him right right, you know, right. I didn't know anything about his pedigree you know I was just like hello you know and and so at the end of this like very brief conversation you know like they told me you're a Christian yes I am this and that and hello and how how are you and all these things is like well is there anything that I can can I can I do anything for you I was like actually Yes, you can. Like I'm moving to Los Angeles and, um, you know, like I've struggled with finding an agent and, you know, is that something he's like, Oh, I can, yeah, I can help you. Um, I know two different agents. We can go to talk to these agents and he's like, I can get you there and then it's up to you, but I'll, I'll, I'll bring you up. Wow. I was like, that's great. He's like, you know, so you, you know, you have your SAG card, right? I'm like, no, I don't have my screen actors killed card. No, I don't. Cause I haven't ever, ever done any SAG work. Cause how could I, you know? And, and he's like, Oh, well, you know, you, you have to have a SAG card to do uh, Hollywood work. I'm like, yeah, well, I, you know, I mean, I just don't have one. I assumed that if I ever got some, that's how you get a card, you know, it's like by doing the work. And, and he's like, oh, okay, well, I'll just sign for you, your card. And I was like, I don't know how that works, but that's amazing. Like, I don't know what's happening right now. Um, you know, I just got like tripled down to what I was asking on the way over. And, 
And I don't know you actually even understand the, you know, the importance of that conversation. You know what I mean? That's incredible. You know, so that's like, I'm going to go down and, and talk to this guy when I get down there. And, that's incredible. You know, and see like, what's up? So, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. That's so exciting, man. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's exciting. It is exciting. It's, it's all, it's all really very exciting. It's all, um, it's, it's really stretching. Um, you know, like it's really stretching cause I've want, you know, like I've been saying, you know, for years, for years, I've, you know, tried to position myself in this place that like I, you know, like anything that I, any choice that I have made, you know, like after 19, you know, August 11th, 1996, like every decision that I made, every major decision that I made, I was like, okay, you know, God, what is it that you want me to do? And I'm not going to move until you tell me what to do. You know, like that's how I started, you know, yeah, and then like, yeah, as yeah. you know, when I, when they went through my time at YWAM and then after YWAM and then I came here, you know, and then when Carrie and I were married, like, that's how we approached, you know, like every decision that we made, like, God is, what is it that you want us to do? Where do you want us to go? Where do you want us to go to church? Where do you want us to work? Like, how do you want us to do this? What about kids? When do you want us to have kids? Like, how, what do you want us to name our kids? You know, like all these things. And then, um, you know, and then at a certain point, things got more intense, mm. you know, and, um, you know, like, I want you to leave your job, son. I want you to leave your career. I want you to change careers to this brand new thing that you've never done before. And it's not going to show any you're not going to make any money at it right. at first. So right. you have to deliver pizzas and, you know, you know, and so like things just were really, really tough. And, you know, we came through all that knowing, you know, I mean, this is like TMI, but like we, we, we knew, you know, Carrie and I knew the presence of the Lord was with us. Like we never felt abandoned by him. We mm-hmm. always felt strongly felt the presence of the Lord. I mean, it was like almost like pillar cloud, you know, by day pillar, you know, fire at night. It was almost like that intense, wow. the wow. presence of the Lord, but it was equally intense, like not knowing how we're going to like buy food or like pay for our mortgage or like anything, you totally, know, like, totally, it, you totally. know, I took my daughter out of dancing classes, which she loves. Cause I couldn't, I had, didn't know how to get, you know, so wow. it was like all these wow. things, really wow. hard decisions. And we're like, you know, and of course, like we did, weren't perfect and made mistakes and whatever, but you know, and then coming to this place here now, um, you know, when, when the Lord was like, when he spoke to us, finally, I was like, I want you to go to Los Angeles and I want you to go to this place. There was, he didn't give us any, um, he didn't give us any money <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't give us like an address. You know, he didn't like give us any specific instructions on what to do, you know? So we're going, we're leaving here with like empty hands Wow. in a sense, in one sense. You know, and like in, you know, like in a, from the outside, you know, like we're leaving like with kind of empty hands sure. and not knowing where we're going, sure. like literally driving a moving truck and not knowing where we're going to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, but also we're like, we've seen, we've, we've seen the Lord speak to us in this way. And we also have come to a place where, um, we're like, father, I, I no longer require you to explain yourself to me. Wow. You just tell me where it is that you want me to go. And I don't, you, I don't, I will not require from you that you tell me anything more than what you want to tell me, you know? So like, that's, so it's exciting. It's really scary and like, and hard, you know? And so, um, in in some ways, you know, but it's, it's, I don't know what it is. It's pretty, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. You know? Yeah. We're, we're, it's a Bible story. 
Totally, totally, totally. And, it, it, and it's like every assignment like from God is like that. It's like he doesn't give us the why. And oftentimes he doesn't even give us the how. Sometimes, yeah. Um, yeah. And what I wish he, I would at least get sometimes is at least a timeline. Like You don't have to tell me how we're going to do this, but just tell me, are we talking, is this like, is this like next month or is this like 10 years from now? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. But it's, in, but it's, it's so interesting because in the present, it's always difficult. When you look back in the past, you can see his track record of his faithfulness. Yes. Yes. And knowing too that like where we're going, like we don't actually, you know, I don't think he could, um, he could tell me and I, I probably wouldn't understand sure, his sure. explanation. Sure. You know, because I don't yet have a grid for whatever it is that he's calling us to, you know, in in some, in part, you know, like, and I have some, I have some information in part, like, you know, like these conversations I've had with this, you know, this literally a Hollywood icon, you know, like, yeah. I've, you know, like I've had these conversations with him, you know, so like I have that, like, that's kind of out there. And I've had some other things that the Lord has spoken to me about, about Los Angeles itself and, you know, and, and what maybe I can see how maybe there are some ties between the things that he has been doing to me with me in my heart and something that I think that he's about to do in Los Angeles. Um, that's really amazing, you know, but nothing specific, but I, there are some things that I can kind of sense that are out there, but yeah, and some of the specifics, like I think that, um, I think that I wouldn't be able to understand what they were, even if he told me, Yeah, like, I would be like, I don't, what, you yeah. know, like, it's almost like you're not speaking English to me. Right. Right. You know? Right. Um, you know, but I think that that's what, I think that's a journey that, you know, that God is calling, is calling all of us to in this sense that like we, you know, when we first, when we first come to the Lord, you know, we, you know, we, you know, he, he, he reveals himself to us, you know, and then I think that we have to go through this process where we learn to trust him and we're learning more about him. And then at a certain point we trust him enough in our relationship with him that he starts to tell us that he can start communicating to us and he can tell us who, who we are. And this is who you are, son. This is who you are, daughter. And like starts telling us who we are. And then a baseline is created where of one of relationship. We're like, now, now we have this ability to communicate with one another because I know who you are and I know who I am and I know how this relationship works. And now, then it's like, okay, now we can get down to business. Now we can start doing things. Yeah, it's awesome. But before that, if God had said anything to me about like, you know, in this process with him and me, you know, like he could have said things to me that I would never have understood. Mm-hmm. At times he did like, you know, prophets would come and like say, I mean, like right after I got saved um, and I went to YWAM and it was like this very short period of time <laughs> in between those two events. And uh, I was at YWAM and like my, my second day there um, I almost had like a nervous breakdown. Cause I was like, I'm not supposed to be here. I don't deserve to be here. Wow. You know, wow. like I can't wow. do this. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing here. Like I, you know, like I had this huge crisis in my heart, you know, and it was at this, it was in this awesome time of worship. I mean, it was like this intense worship time. And, and, uh, and I was at the back of the room on the floor, like just undone, like sobbing, like, you know, like I was like, I'm going to finish this awful cry. And then I'm leaving. Were you crying out loud? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ah! I was, well, I wasn't like screaming, like but you were saying, John, at the, I wasn't embarrassing myself that much, but I was still like, I was, I was crying really hard. And there yeah. were guys that were like, dude, it's all right. You know, wow, like wow, it was like wow. that. And yeah. and then, um, the music lulled, like it kind of went, got quiet a minute. And then like somebody, 
you know, picked up the microphone and they're like, is there a Jonathan Cotton wow. here? Wow. Wow. And, uh, and someone was like, yeah, he's like, he's back here on the ground. And they're like, okay, well, you guys, a bunch of you guys pick him up and bring him up here to the front. And so, like, they picked me up off the floor and, like, kind of, like, crab walked me up to the front of the room. And this guy was like, you know, like, I was going through all the paperwork. This is the guy that was, I didn't know this then, but he was, like, the director of all the the DTSs at wow. YOM. Yeah. Um, for this part of the world. You know, and he was like, I was going through all this stuff and your, um, you know, your your name jumped out at me. And the Lord spoke to me. And, and I'm, I'm going to tell you what he said to me. Oh, my goodness. And he's like, um, the Lord says that he's going to reveal through you his father heart. Oh, my goodness. Um, to a whole generation. Oh, my goodness. And uh, you're going to be a father to so many. Like, all this stuff, you know. And I was just like, no, not me. Like, not me. You know, I was just like, you know, I couldn't handle it. Wow. Like, I, I, wow. I had no grid wow. for it. Wow. And I didn't even understand what that meant. You know, or how that could even be, you know, like it was, you know. So, but he, you know, but the Lord did speak that to me. And the same thing spoke several times to me, the same kind of thing through total strangers, right? Like the same thing. Like I see a house filled with children and you're the father of all these children. Like they're not your physical, you know, like, wow. you're, you know, like, but I see you're filling a house with like orphans and you're like restoring them to the father, like all this, like over and over and over and over and over again, you know? So now here we are, you know, like, so like, but I, and now I can kind of understand what some of that meant, you know? So, you know, we're going to a place. It's like, you know, there's a lot of unknowns, you know, that I know that I, and I know like that I, I maybe couldn't understand the directions if he were to give them to me today. So, yeah. Yeah. And that's also a place that I think maybe like in the past, it was kind of the place where you, you would, you would go there despite what your mom and dad tell you <laughs> to go make something of yourself. Like I'm going to Hollywood to right. go be a star. Right. Like, no, you're not. That's the most stupid thing you, you, you'll ever do. Please don't do that. You know, everybody. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I just think it's interesting when it comes to just um, what's in you, what you carry, um, and also just just the the opportunities that you're going to find there, to, just to be there for people. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be incredible. It's awesome. It is going to be incredible. Yeah. Well, dude, this has been great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. A stroll down the kind of memory lane a little bit, but also just uh, a time of just unpacking different parts of your heart and everything. And, yeah. And so thanks so much for doing this. Thanks for creating this space. And, and man, we're, we're cheering you on. It's going to be so much fun to, like, to celebrate you and celebrate what Jesus is doing through you and your family and everything. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be yeah. so good. Yeah. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah. All right, much love. Right on. Podcasts are definitely trending right now. There are so many brand new podcasts that are hitting the market. And I think that iTunes is kind of overwhelmed. And one of the ways that iTunes aggregates what's hip and relevant from the rest of the noise that's hitting the web is through ratings and reviews. A bunch of you have already taken the time to leave a rating and a review of this podcast. I just wanted to say thanks. You guys are incredible and you're so supportive and I love you. And if you haven't had a chance to take that minute or two to leave a review. If you do that, that'd be incredible. And I've created a shortcut to get you there. It's thedarrenshow.com. That's thedarrenshow.com. You can give it one star and that means that you think it's kind of lame. Or you can give it five stars and that means that you think this thing be dope, be tight, be off the chain. So if you would take the minute or two to leave a review, that would be mighty fine of you. Again, it's thedarrenshow.com. Thanks guys.